romántico molestando con una vipa me pregunta si te quiero yo te digo que no estoy lista y no quiero comenzar no hay nada que empezar yo te dejaré atrás what is up mi gente this is Luis Martinez the co-host of mi gente show podcast and this episode of mi gente show is titled life latinos in film and entertainment we spoke to Angelique and Rob the founders of Life, the organization in L.A. and New York that's helping bring Latinos together to collaborate, to help each other out so that we can rise the presence and, and raise the involvement of Latinos in the film and entertainment industry. It is a great organization. I suggest you follow them at Somos Life um, on Instagram and Twitter and SomosLife.org. Um, I myself am personally involved in helping them with some stuff as well. And we sat down with them for a, for a little interview with Rob and Angelique uh, to talk about where it started. It came from a virtual tweet, and it sort of blossomed into this organization that continues to grow, and their goal is to help Latinos in the entertainment industry. After that, Sophia and I get into some news of the week, some tabs. This was recorded a few weeks back, um, but we do have a couple of cool conversations in there as well. Um, but we didn't want to drop this because they are having an event April 1st, a get-together so for anybody that's listening, if you're a Latino in the film or entertainment industry, whether you're in L.A., New York, San Diego, um, South America, um, make sure you go to SomosLife.org and sign up to become a member. It is completely free and you can sort of um, take advantage of a lot of the stuff. And if you're in L.A., go check them out at their event on April 1st. You can find more info at somoslife.org. As always, we appreciate all the people that have listened to us. Um, we are continuing to grow. We're up above 500 downloads per episode now, which is awesome. Trying to get to 1,000. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers on both our YouTube channels as well, which will be very important to us because that's where we stream live. So make sure that you're following us at 2AM Burrito, which is our parent company on YouTube. And to catch all the clips and old videos of the show, go to at Mijente Show on YouTube. And you, of course, you always know at Mijente Show on Instagram, on Twitter, everywhere to follow us and support the program. Thank you very much for listening. We hope to continue to do this for you moving forward every week. And as always, enjoy the pod. What is up, everybody? It is your boy, Luis Martinez, a.k.a. Big Chief Burrito, live with you. What is today? <laughs> is it a Thursday? No. It's a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Oh my gosh. Yes, on yes. a Tuesday. <laughs> What's up, Sophia? Ah, nothing much, Lou. What's up with you? Live and alive. Any personal right, news? Live and alive. Uh, alive. We're live here on a Tuesday, Mi Gente show. Yeah, two guests. I'm excited. Two guests, two guests on a Tuesday. Mm. There's two hosts. <laughs> it's a foursome. We could have a virtual beer pong. Oh my gosh, we could. We should yes. do that. It should be an hour of the show. We should do that. We don't have a lot of time today. We're uh, we're live here um, on the 2AM Burrito YouTube channel, mm-hmm. Mijente Show Facebook. Make sure you're following at Mijente Show on Instagram, Twitter, at Sofia Car underscore at Big Chief Burrito, so you can get notified every time we go live. We're trying to hit 1,000 subscribers on the YouTubes. So if you are watching this on YouTube, go ahead and hit that like and sub button. Leave us a comment. Let us know you're hanging out in the chat. Or as always, lurkers are welcome. Yes. Uh, the only personal news this week uh, kind of pertains to our guest. Um, this happened a little bit uh, several months ago. Um, an actress that I followed, who's on our show today, Angelique Rivera, put out a, a tweet that sort of went viral. And it was specifically related to 
you know, Latinos in the film industry and uh, basically, you know, having people promote their projects that are ongoing, what kind of challenges they were facing, sort of a place where people could sort of bounce ideas off each other. It's, you know, it got a lot of traction because as Latinos in the industry, um, we have it rough. You know, things are much better than they were 10, 15, 20 years ago, but we still got a lot of ground to make up. So from that tweet, um, Angelique and Rob Alisea uh, sort of began a movement um, called Life, Latinos in Film and Entertainment, a uh, nonprofit organization that is kind of trying to help level the playing field. It is an organization that I am trying to work with behind the scenes. It's something, even though I don't have a lot of time, I'm trying to dedicate a little time to them and some use some of my corporate loose skills to help them out. Uh, but I have been wanting to have them on the show um, to talk about the origin of life. So with your permission, Sophia, I'll bring them. The on. origin of life. I love how that sounds. Yes. Get them on here. Just get them on here. Let's, let's on. get it on there. So, yeah. so welcome to the show, Rob Alisea and Angelique Rivera. Welcome. Welcome. Hello. And we have a bicostal situation. Hola, mi gente. Hola. Yes, <laughs> Rob, you're, you're joining us from the from the East Coast, right? Yep, from Astoria, Queens, my hometown, where I still am. Ooh. Queens, New York. See, that's why I have, the, uh, I have my Mets jersey back there because I knew you were coming you on. And I, nice. and, I used, and I had my blue and orange on today because you know usually I wear black, but we have yeah. a Queens boy in the house, so I figured might as well get after it. Astoria, Steinway, the Seven Train. Yeah. You know, and it. I will point <laughs> out that orange and blue are gator colors, and I went to the University of Florida, so you are hitting two at We're, once. There, all right, you are representing me, both of us. Let me add to that. Um, I went to Cal State Fullerton, it is also orange and blue. There you go. Boom! Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Yeah, yeah. And also, <laughs> uh, the 2 a.m. burrito logo is blue oh, and orange. There you go. Oh, look at that. I love yeah, it. Survive, survive. Although, I just got some alternate. Check it out. Check this out for the ladies. Nice. Oh, oh, yeah. Is that pink? Yeah, it's Color. Pink. pink and purple. Is it purple? Yeah, pink and purple. Yeah, I got a. Ah, the one. bisexuals out there. <laughs> there you go. All right. So let's jump right into it. Um, Robin and, and Angelique. Angelique, let's start with you. Let's let's start off with, with the tweet because yeah, you, 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 you sent this off and it starts, it starts a movement that's 100 plus people deep now. Um, in terms yeah. of not necessarily everybody is aware of it because many more people are aware of it, but that are actually actively participating in, in the Latinos in film and entertainment. But what was your mindset like right before you sent that? And were things bubbling up inside? Was it the you know frustration? Did you where you where were you at mentally before you? You know, that's such a good question. Um, I was on Twitter and I was reading about, you know, the Batgirl getting, the movie getting shelved and, and I was reading about, and, and then I had remembered a few, uh, maybe it was days or weeks before that, that the Gordita Chronicles was canceled. Mm -hmm. um, both were on HBO Max as well. So um, they were shaking up a lot of things over there, but it also just, it was a place that I remember being in all the time um, when just one of our shows got canceled, when Vita got canceled, when um, uh, Baker and the Beauty got canceled, which was such a cute show. And I had my friend Lisa Vidal was on that and it was just great. And um, 
it's just it's just like a, a constant reminder of shows that uh, had not been really given a chance. And um, it felt a bit personal. And I could see from people's reactions on Twitter that there was a defeatist sort of feeling like, man, like this feels like it keeps happening. It's it feels bigger than us. And I didn't want to give into that because I didn't want us, although, yes, it's extremely disappointing, but I didn't want us to feel defeated. I didn't want us to feel like this isn't something that we could overcome because it most certainly is. And with faith, we can. And so I just wanted to send out a tweet that was encouraging to the community. And um, at and I was almost speaking to myself at the same point. Like I was also trying to encourage myself while encouraging others that I know would see it, but I didn't imagine the amount of people that would see it. Um, but I just wanted to uplift people's spirits a little bit and just tell them to keep going and that we're, you know, we matter, our stories matter. We cannot give up. Um, you know, these things happen, but we are, uh, we will overcome and we, and there's hope that there's still hope. And I just didn't want hope to feel lost. So yeah, I sent out that tweet and, and it just kind of spread like wildfire, I guess what, you know, I guess the yeah. algorithm just took it up and took it off. <laughs> the, the, the algorithm sense it. It did, it did feel like a while there that, um, that we could only have one thing at a time, right? Mm -hmm. We could have, mm -hmm. you could have one show. We're going to cancel it after two seasons and you get your next show. That's it. Yeah. Be happy with it. And then you get like, uh, Luis and Ant-Man and then, uh, that's it. That's, 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 that's what you get. Um, and, uh, you know, Vita, Cortita Chronicles, uh, the one day at a time. One day at a uh, time. Yeah, it's one day at a time. You know, um, it and and it felt like you know we can't have nice things. We can't even have normal things. And mm -hmm. you know, in an industry that that keeps shows on for multiple years and for no reason and crappy, it just felt. And 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 then you had at the same time all these statistics saying that Latinos were, you know, a big percentage of the of the film going public. Mm -hmm. You know, Chris Rock made the joke a long time ago that you have to go out of your way in L.A. not to hire Mexicans for production jobs and stuff like that. Um, exactly. You know, so so it, I know it resonated with me because I know that's where you sort of popped on my radar and I started following you and and, and, and all the stuff that you were doing. Um, and then, Rob, what at what point did you see that and what and, and, and how did that move you to to sort of reach out to Angelique? Did you already know her or was that the genesis of, of you guys uh, meeting and, and forming a friendship? Yeah, I think uh, from an emotional standpoint, I think I was in the same place that Angelique was in, like this place of like really built up uh, frustration. Mm -hmm. So yeah, her tweet had popped up probably much like for you, uh, most likely the algorithms. I don't think I was following mm -hmm. you yet. And I started going through all these tweets because basically she had just created this space where, you know, different Latino artists can say, hey, I'm working on this short film or check out this trailer or, Hey, this is, you know, the newest graphic novel I'm trying to draw and get off the ground. And it was just all these like super amazingly talented people. And again, feeling frustrated inside, you know, I'm a pretty positive person. So I try to say to myself, okay, how can I turn this frustration into something that, you know, maybe motivates me to do something positive going forward. 
So I sent Angelica a message and I was like, first off, thank you for that. And I was like, I think we need to do something here because there's so many of these amazing artists that had you not put that tweet, maybe I would have never met. Right. And I was like, and there's so many talented people replying to this. And then you always hear like, I don't know where to find a Latino director. I don't know where to find this person. I'm like, but there's so many of us here. If half these execs or whatnot saw this tweet, you'd have a plethora of people to hire. So then we started talking back and forth. And then at first it was like, okay, what could this be? What do we want to do here? First, it was like, we love to build community. So maybe let's start a Zoom, right? And see if maybe anyone wants to show up and talk about what they're doing and what they're looking to do. And then it was um, kind of like this um, growth into, hey, what if we made a website? And what if this website just had all the profiles of all the Latino artists that want to be featured? And then it grew into, well, what if maybe we make this into an official nonprofit, which is what our goal is and what we're working on right now. So I think the Cliff Notes version, um, it started from a place of, like Angelique, this is starting to feel a little personal and we're definitely feeling frustrated, but what can we do to somehow make this better? Because anyone can complain, right? Like we can all complain, the cows come home. We do plenty of that here, so. (laughs) present Present company included. But I said, you know what, if we can at least do something positive out of this, then no matter what happens, like we've done somewhat of our part. And it just really started from that desire. And, you know, like you guys are saying, now we're a hundred plus members deep. And, you know, it's been so inspiring. Last night we had our February virtual get together. It was the biggest one we ever had. And there's just so many amazingly gifted, kind talented people that are just showing up and I'm like, I'm here. And if you need help, I got your back. And if you want to support me, this is what I'm doing. And it's just like this amazingly uh, safe and awesome community that I just feel so grateful to be some part of growing. And there's our website. I love that. I yes, love the fact that I love the fact that Angelique, you mentioned that like it was a defeatist feeling that led to, you know, all of this. And I feel like it is a frustration that we are all, you know, feeling together. So I just love what you guys are doing. I love the fact that it, it, you know, you are activists. You turn this into action and actually, you know, you're connecting people. So I don't know. How do you feel having 100 members? That's like insane. How has the growth been? Because I know it was exponential. Yeah. When I when I signed up, Lou sent it to me. And I know when I was there, it was like not that many members yet. And the last I checked, I was just like, load more, load more, <laughs> load more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we have, uh, so right now we have the website and not even everyone's mm-hmm. on the website yet. So yeah. um, we. Shout out Danny Dorco, <laughs> who we're doing the other website. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Who's, who, who's supposed to be on the show as well. And he's actually from Chula Vista, Sophia. Yeah, really big, a chula oh my gosh gotta meet up with him big, yeah big shout out to danny and lou you as well and everyone yes. else who just said hey i just want to help you guys out and be a part of this because you know okay. we're two people we only can do so much but everyone has really just been like not only do i want to be a part of this but how can i help grow this that's been exactly. amazing and, ignited you know, a fire. <laughs> and you know i just want to say like 
I've been in this business for 21 years and, you know, love what I do, feel so grateful to be a part of it. But right now at this present part of my life, I feel like this is maybe one of the most important things I've ever done because it's so much for other people, you know, about future generations. Like even last night, thanks, Angie. Appreciate that. Thank you, Angie. We had, we had like these, so many like young filmmakers, you know what I mean? Like they're still in college that came last night from like Utah who got recommended by a member. And these are kids that are just like about to start getting out there. You know what I mean? They're the next generation and one's Mm -hmm. going to do this incredible mural project across Mexico. And another one is a, is a uh, rapper, you know what I mean? And a singer. And this like these amazing, like I said, just amazingly talented people who had we not just put the word out there that we want to start building community, we would have never met. Um, and then they in turn are talking to us saying, you know, you guys are inspiring us by just mm. putting this out there. So it, it, it's just, it feels so good. Like I can't even put into words in one whole podcast about just how fulfilled I feel just from this whole experience. Yeah. The, the, the energy was amazing yesterday. The fact that you had people from all over the world connecting, uh, yeah. Utah, like, you don't, you don't think like, you know, Latino hub, you don't think, uh, <laughs> right. Definitely but, not. but these people <laughs> were like, and, and they were very appreciative. One of the things I've told Sophia about this podcast is that, you know, we do the Latinx spotlight where we try to feature Latinos each week and try to highlight somebody. And it's something that we, that, you know, we like doing not necessarily because it does anything for us, but because it's like, you know, if at worst case scenario, what we're doing with this podcast, we're trying to promote ourselves as a filmmaker, as an actress, as mm-hmm. a personality. But if we can, put other people in front of people's eyes and we can help somebody lift them up, you know, each one teach one type deal, then, then absolutely it, it, it helps us out. I know we have limited time here with Angelique. So I wanted to ask you a couple of questions mm-hmm. just about your background. Sure. Um, you know, like what, the, what, what is the, what does Latinidad sort of you mean to you? Did you grow up in LA? You know, are you, are you Mexican American mm-hmm. or and how did, you know, what is that, what part of that plays in, in you as a, in your life and as an actress? Absolutely. I'm actually a Boricua. I am full. Yes. My mom, my mom's family, my dad's family, all from the island. So um, Puerto Rican culture uh, is what I grew up in. Um, My family is from Chicago and there's a huge uh, Puerto Rican community there. So uh, I was born there, but where I really grew up was in Kissimmee, Florida, which just so happens to be another huge uh, Puerto Rican community. Um, So I grew up around Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, Cubans, Colombians. I grew up around Latinos. So Mm -hmm. it's weird to me that when I moved to LA with, and then moving to another place with so many Latinos, uh, that I go to auditions and I, and I, and I, uh, well, now it's self tapes, but you know, I, I, I'm in the industry and I'm so, I'm one of the only ones. It's weird. It's weird that when I'm walking on the street in LA, I can't go a few feet without bumping into a Hispanic person. But when I'm in a networking, uh, or let's say when I went to the Emmys or when I went to, um, some of these, you know, industry events, industry parties, I felt like, I was the only one and I felt, um, a li- I felt different. I felt different than everybody else there. So, um, it's, it's really, it's really, um, I've noticed since the beginning that there was, uh, 
I don't want to say exclusion, but there just weren't a lot of us in these, uh, in these spaces. And, um, I didn't want it to be that way. I, I remember from the very beginning from when I was on, um, American crime that I did not want to feel like I was the only one on set who was Latina or, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it was just like, I, I, I noticed it from the very, very beginning. And that was a diverse set, but I went to a lot of sets after that, that weren't very diverse. So, um, I, I love Latinos. I love the culture. I love how all of us have our own nuances. I love that we have similar food, but we do it different ways. <laughs> and I just think it's oh, yeah. so cool, you know? And um, my my family, they really, they really, you know, made made sure that I felt proud of, of where, you know, our families come from. So I'm very proud to be Puerto Rican. And um, even though uh, there were places I grew up, I grew up in Virginia at one point too. So that was a very interesting experience being like the only Puerto Rican, the only Latino in my entire elementary school. In the whole um, state. <laughs> yes, probably. Yeah, exactly. Like literally, I just, you know, I grew up in some of these spaces. So it's not, it's not weird for me to be like one of the only ones. Like I know what that's like from uh, being even a little kid. But it is weird when you're constantly surrounded by it in every other space you're in besides the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. It is a little off-putting. Um, but I think that, you know, the, 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 the antidote to that is just we are such a vibrant, large community. And all together, um, we can make a lot of noise. And so mm-hmm. my heart with this organization is just getting us all together, unifying us. You know, it's not Puerto Ricans versus Cubans versus Ecuadorians. Like enough of that. Like we all need to band together under our Latinidad and celebrate each other, celebrate one another and support one another too. Um because Absolutely. it's the only way. I, I think it's the only way. It's the only thing that hasn't been done. And so I feel like yeah. that is what the key is to making a real change for us in this industry. Yes. One of the things that you said there that's really interesting and, and, and it's really poignant is the fact that you can you can drive around town and be surrounded by Latinos in L.A. or yeah. New York to a certain degree. And but then when you go to the industry stuff, you're the only one. And that that really is very, very telling that that you mentioned that because that's a it's a big deal. Um, so let's make sure everybody can uh, follow Angelique if you're watching this today. So let me see if we can pull up, you know, hey. Looking fabulous on your website here. Hey! Very, very fierce. Very fierce. Very fierce. AngeliqueRivera.com. And, Angelique, uh, if you are willing to come down for the festival, just because you mentioned it, we have a movie from Puerto Rico called Los Mecánicos. Um, It's a movie directly from Puerto Rico. It's sponsored by the House of Puerto Rico here in San Diego from Balboa Park. Uh, it's wow. one of the comedies that I selected as part of the comedy showcase. So if you are down to make that drive either Saturday, March 11th or Monday, March 13th, we will be screening uh, this Puerto Rican comedy as part of the San Diego Latino Film Festival. Just, That's you know, amazing. I would throwing love it to, up. 
throwing it out I there. I would love. It's only a two-hour drive, only maybe two, two and a half yeah. with traffic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. plus, <laughs> so plus a little day trip. Plus, you know, you got burritos. Plus, you can yeah. uh, you can Ooh. you can meet meet myself and Sophia here. It's you know, yes. it's a win-win. We'll that's, what up, call, yeah. that's what we All call. That's what we call a things. That's what yes. we call a win-win. Um, and then um, any um, any last thoughts? I know you have to leave here, but what is what do you think? If you look ahead for life, um, let's say ninety days, six months, a year down the road, what do you what do you hope um, is accomplished by the organization? I would love to hear victories coming out uh, from the community. I would just love to hear people saying, you know, I, I got my first agent, or. Um, you know, I met this person in Atlanta and we were both on a life call and then we met up and got coffee. And now we're talking about going into a production on a short film or a feature. You know, I just want things to, to, I think that's I already happening. Things to, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and I'm grateful. And I just, that to me, I, I want us to be working together. I want us to be collaborating. Um, I want us to, uh, grow you know i want the community to grow um i want uh people in i want the people in atlanta to grow in new york la florida now we've got utah like texas um i just i would love for uh us to have these hubs where we if i go to new york i know who i can go see and hang out with and um, I'm not alone. I'm not alone in New York. I'm not alone in Texas. I'm not alone if I go to Utah or Florida, like ATL. Like we have this community that spans the, the whole country. And so um, I just want to I want to keep meeting people, keep growing the community and just really have some big success stories come out of the community. And I want people to grow in their careers um, from just knowing and working together. I think that is my hope. Yes. All right. Absolutely. Yes. So make sure that you guys are following Angelique Rivera, go to somoslife.org for more information. And I know you have to leave, but hopefully we can have you on at another time just to hang out yes. with us. We, we, we yes. react to news and culture nothing too serious. So maybe I would love you get it. some free time. Just let us know and we'll have you on and, and we just have some fun and not something so serious. Yeah. Although it is important, <laughs> it is important to to talk about the serious issues. So it's, yeah. it's a balance. It's a balance. Yeah. So thank exactly. thank you, Angelique, for, for thank joining us. Thank you so much too. for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much, and thank you for this platform, this space. I admire both of you for what you do, and we're lucky to have you in our community. So thank you so much. Oh, oh, my heart. Absolutely. Likewise, thank you. All right, bye, Angelique. Peace, love. <laughs> bye, Rob. Later. Later. Now we can talk trash about it. I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with it. What a a sweet, wonderful person. Uh, How lucky we are that she sent that out. And I was just looking here um, in terms of the the timeline um, that that you also have it on the website. We know how it all started, uh, you know, Angelique's original tweet. Shout out to every Latino in Hollywood who keeps going despite every obstacle that keeps being thrown at us. The disrespect is outrageous, but we will not let it get us down and define us. Our voices matter uh, and we need uh, each other. So just keep going. And I think that those are incredible thoughts. And, you know, from something like that, you know, like my dad used to say, right from uh, you can't you can't light a fire without a spark. Right. 
Yeah. You know, that's that's the song. Um, so it's awesome. And then, you know, Rob, let's talk a little bit about you. You you've been in the industry for for a long time, but where did where did the love come for you for film and 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 and, and creation? Was it was it writing first? Was it being a boss first? What was the main thing for you? Sure. I mean, I my love for movies started when I was like two or three years old. I mean, I remember Back to the Future, Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, like I was like all over the gamut in terms of movies. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, a big part of my childhood was going to see movies with my dad and my brothers. So, you know, it's just always been a, a part of my life. So one of the, the first things that I wanted to do when, you know, when I was in college and trying to, you know, find myself, I just fell in love with acting. Mm-hmm. And spent the, I guess, the first or a little bit more than the first half of my career acting. Um, and then, you know, wanting to, like, help get movies made, I started working on the production side. So it was really like, hey, I'm acting in this film. But, hey, you know, I know a great writer who can help. I know another producer and I know a cinematographer and just trying to put a community together. And then before long, I was like, OK, I guess I'm basically a producer now. So started working on production And then, you know, this kind of, I think, uh, foils into, you know, um, you know, about how life came about and why it started to become a filmmaker. I wasn't finding myself getting cast in a lot of things, you know, and I had my agents at the time saying, you know, like physically what you look like doesn't always match, you know, who you (sighs) are inside. And there's like this weird kind of gap. Um, And then, you know, they just said, you know, start thinking about writing and directing. You know, like at this time, um, did they the literally say you have a Facebook? Oh, direction? come on! That listen, that's here's the thing. That's what I was told. But again, with my mindset, I said, okay, this is not happening to me. This is happening for me, right? Like, mm-hmm. where is the benefit in this? I fell in love with filmmaking, writing and directing, and being able to put together a project because the the part that I love is community. It's a big part about why, you know, I wanted to be a part of life is just getting people together. So by writing and putting together projects, you get to put together a community of people. Whereas sometimes as an actor, you don't always have that power, that ability, right. Mm -hmm. To kind of like get something to move forward in that way. Um, So then, yeah, Cliff Notes version about six years ago, I ended up launching a production company, leaving normal. That's based out of here in New York. Uh, We work in the television and film um as well as work on commercials as well that's our that's our website there thank you for showcasing it um and yeah i mean you know besides my own writing and directing and working with the company uh my life is life getting life off the ground and really trying to help this organization grow which like i said at the top of you know this podcast i feel like it's probably the most important thing i've ever done or maybe we'll ever do you know, and if it is, that's amazing because I really do feel like even in the short time that we've been trying to grow this organization, it's made a difference already. You know, people are, like I said, reaching out and saying, hey, this is like changing my life. You know what I mean? I don't feel so alone. You know, I feel like, you know, I have a community here of people that are like-minded and talented and want to work hard. And like Angelique said, want to make some noise with our, you know, mm-hmm. joint voices. And, you know, in our business, it's not always a lot of our business is about me, right? It could be about the me show and doing things for myself. We don't always think about doing for other people. I'm definitely can be, you know, guilty of that at times. But um, this this whole organization has been about everybody else, and that's been the coolest part. Is like literally just doing something that's completely selfless. And 
hopefully we'll leave the industry a little better than how we came in it. If you, uh, my mouth fall on it. Oh, no, no, absolutely. No, I, uh, you know, I've been told I have a face for radio. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> do you, uh, if you could, do you think if you had put this, so you started off in acting, but you, you, you sort of found this love. So it's more like, you know, I'm going to do this because I like it, not because you tell me I have to do it, right? It's, yeah. you know, <laughs> about, yeah. how are you feeling over there, Sophia? Yeah, no good. I actually resonated a lot, like pretty deeply with everything that you said, because I'm currently in a position like that where I'm kind of having issues just booking stuff. I'm too young looking for this. I'm too old looking for that. I'm whatever. Right. And I'm just like, uh -huh. so I, I started writing a script and I want to direct it and all of that. So I'm just kind of doing that. So life actually came at the perfect time because I also was angry. We actually talked about it deeply in the, in the podcast when um, Gordita Chronicles got canceled and then um, yeah. the whole Catwoman thing. We've we've covered these topics and just ranted bad on girl. about our frustrations. Yeah, bad girl. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so. So, yeah, it was just I love I just love what you guys are doing. I love the fact that you brought a community of us together to share this frustration and we are now going to be able to support each other. I think that that's admirable. And I think that it's going to cause hopefully a tidal wave in Hollywood and New York. And I think it's, that that's the only way to get Latino voices, you know, up and, and uh, it's been a long, it's been a long time coming, you know, yes. and I think what's, what's amazing about this community is like, just like I mentioned that, you know, we had some younger members who are still in college you know, we also have some badass, strong directors, female directors, male directors, you know, everybody under the sun in this group that are just, like I said, amazing people that are making some amazing strides in their careers. And they're so inspiring. Right. Mm -hmm. So at times it could feel like, hey, you know, we don't have enough representation, which I know we still feel that way. But it's like, look, if you continue working hard and you continue to like to say, I'm not just going to knock on a door, I'm going to kick it open if I have to. Mm -hmm. And then those people that did that, I feel like that gives you that strength to keep trying. You know what I mean? It's like okay. we all have down moments. Right. But it's like, you know, if somebody in this group wins, we're all winning. Right. Exactly. So like the fact that that can be such an inspiring thing for all of us. And for, again, people who may not be a part yet or maybe just watching from the sidelines and they're like, wow, that's, you know, giving me a little bit of an uplift. Like, I think that's what it's all about. It's about community, spreading positive messages, trying to help one another out. And remember, put the we before the me, because if we help each other, we're all going to rise together. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, honestly, like uh, just creative arts in general are so, can be such a doggy dog world and we tend to tear each other down before we can ever uplift one another. So I think that this is, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where life goes. Um, what, Thank where ultimately do, would you like to, to go? Let's say 10 years from now. I don't know. Let's go macro. No, amazing. Sure. I mean, I would love it. You know, if this was, you know, just a place where the industry goes first, they're trying to hire Latino artists, they know to go to this website. You know, that was literally, like, that was how it began. Like I said, it was literally just like, even if it was like a, we said, even if it looked like Craigslist, we didn't care. <laughs> or we had a hub where like, you can say, okay, here's all the actors, right? Here are your directors, here are your writers, here are your literary managers, here's your agents, to, to, so that no one can say we're not here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So if this can become a place where people feel like this is like a second home, 
you know, if they come there to feel inspired, if someone feels like I'm about to give up and then they discover this community and they're like, I'm going to keep going. And if people can get work and continue to increase so that, you know, we all keep growing in this industry, I think that would be the ultimate, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the big thing that Angelique and myself, we talk about all the time is we want everyone to feel welcome. As long as you're an ally, come join, be a part of this. We, we'll, we appreciate everyone's support and we want everyone to feel welcome. That's, that's like the most important thing is like, this is a community where no matter who you are, if you just want a friend, you want a colleague, you want a potential person to collaborate with, we can be any and all those things. So, um, yeah, that's my long winded answer, but it's from the heart. No, it's, it's absolutely true because, you know, um, I'm, I'll give the example of like uh, Encanto, right? You know, which is a movie about Colombian culture Yeah. That, didn't, that, that, that really felt more generic. I mean, it did touch on a couple of key factors, but it didn't feel like as, as, as complete as like, um, you know, Coco. Coco, yeah. But um, and then you look into it, and then there's like very few Colombians involved in the the production. And and at that point, I was like, you know, we're not that hard to find. You need a Colombian filmmaker, Colombian writer. Like how how or when Hollywood just says, you know, Mexican, Hondureño, Panameño, Uruguayo, Colombiano, Peruano, eh, it, it doesn't matter, you know. Mm-hmm. It, right, right. It, so I, I feel like. When they say, you know, you know, oh, diversity in Hollywood and, oh, we need more voices from different people. But they're not really they're not really looking that hard, you know? Yeah. If- yeah and yeah. And I, I, I have felt that way as well. Again, this is where sometimes, again, I teeter on like where I'm at emotionally with it because I get frustrated when I think about it. Right. And, and I remember that. You know, look, you asked me too, Sophia, like, what would be my goal? This would be my overall Mm -hmm. goal, right? Even beyond life to the point where we're getting hired in the industry. If like, if you're an actor, it's not because the breakdown said Latino and Latina. It's just because you are a great actor and you're Mm -hmm. in a lead role and it's not about your ethnicity, you know, and that something's not like because someone has to fill a quota, right? By hiring a certain amount of diverse people. It's like we're there because we're damn good. And we deserve mm-hmm. to be there among everyone else. Like, that's what I want to continue to, uh, you know, continue to look at as the goal for life. Because I really do feel like if we're apart and we're not helping each other, we're not going to get anywhere. Right. Because we're, mm-hmm. we're going to be a bunch of little voices, like I said, being frustrated and upset. But if we come together and say, hey, you know what? I feel you. I'm feeling this. But you know what? Together, if we band together. We can actually make something happen. You know, I feel like that's how the change is going to happen, like Angelique had said. So, you know, we're here for it. We're going to do our part. And again, community members like you guys are helping. Like it just literally it's all of us together. You know what I mean? Like we just kind of got it started a little bit. But now the community is is really helping drive everything. So it's going to take on a life of itself. Yeah. Uh, uh, Oh, no, I, he froze. That's how bad the joke was. That was froze. so good. Froze. All right, we're here live you. with uh, Rob Aliceo, the co-founder of Life Latinos in Film and Entertainment. Alexandra joining us from Central ah, America. Thanks for stopping by. Friend of Jai. Hey, Alexandra, go to somoslife.org. We need to get Join the Central American. Mm-hmm. We need to get the Central yeah. American mm-hmm. contingent 
mixed in there. Thank you for stopping by. You know, one of uh, and I and this is not to be a contrarian to your point, but you know, if if you were to ask me what my goal is for Latinos in the industry in yeah. ten years, it would be that we don't have to be perfect. It would be that if we get a TV show on that, it doesn't have to have the best ratings every single season for it to stay on. And I think I've said this before. I want the chance to be mediocre. I don't, yeah. I don't feel like I'm mediocre. I think I'm a good director. I just want the chance. There's so many movies made every single yeah. year, so many TV shows. And I want for Latino, Latina, Latinx, Latin directors, writers, actors to have a chance to make something that's not earth shattering, that's not groundbreaking, that doesn't get into 15 film festivals and be able to recognize and to have a career. And of course, I know that that life is trying to promote the talent. But if I could see in a crystal ball, and I could say, what do I want in the future? I want because there's so many mediocre directors, mediocre films, horrible TV shows that get made every year. And we don't get a chance to direct those. We don't get a chance to write those. We don't get a chance to produce those. So, you know, I understand that, 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 and so not to be a contrarian and, and, no, and I want, and I want, and I want to shine, but I think that's a side wish for myself is that we don't have to be outstanding. We don't have to be the best of the best to have a shot. And I think that's when we'll see real change is when we're getting these regular, you need a B unit director, you need somebody to direct a, a random episode of a TV show. Find a Latino, Latina director. Give somebody a shot. Yeah, absolutely. And and that and that's a big, you know, I think that's a big uh, joint feeling that I feel like a lot of people have because you could even take Gordita Chronicles, which did well. You know what I mean? It's not like it didn't do well and it didn't, you know, it didn't make it for whatever reason. I, I personally don't understand um, but I, but I do understand what you're saying that, you know, we're like, there is no such thing as perfection, right? Like, what does that mean? Is it a certain box office number? Is it a certain amount of awards something has to hit? It just, it's just all about us continuing to work because again, we are somewhat like 70% of those that consume, you know, streaming, you know, paid subscription streaming channels, if you will. So, I mean, there's no reason why we shouldn't be working more. Uh, but again, these conversations are so important, right? No matter where you come from, what end of it, the fact that we continue talking about it, that's the point, right? Because here's what happens. Every time a show gets canceled, the conversation starts, right? And then sometimes it kind of stops for a while. Then something else kind of crappy happens. And then we start talking again. At least I look at it like with life, we're going to continue that conversation, and it's going to happen all year round and it's never going to go away. And we're just going to keep turning the volume up, you know? So like at some point it's going to be like, well, damn, they're not going anywhere. Might as well start hiring them. So they maybe simmer down a moment, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, um, it just, it, just on the real though, as long as people feel like, again, this has inspired them, makes them feel like they can fight another day even if it's to air your frustrations, trust me, we do that on our virtual Zooms too. We're, we're all transparent and open with each other. No one's trying to pretend like any of us have the most perfect lives or perfect careers. But just again, continue knowing that that community is there. That's that's really all I can ask for right now. And the rest yeah. to me is a bonus at this point. 
Definitely. I was going to say, I don't think, Lou, I don't think it's necessarily a contrarian point. I think they're kind of not yeah, really mutually so. exclusive. I think that in order to get what you say you want, which is just to be able to do freaking mediocre stuff, we need to be loud, which is kind of like where this Absolutely. is starting. And it's going to get there eventually. It, I hope. And I, you know, I think we're, I you think we will. I think we're I headed believe, to the right direction. It. You know, like I, I really feel it in my heart. Like I really do. And I think sometimes like, especially when your heart can hurt, you know what I mean? When you're frustrated, sometimes it's like you shut your brain off and it's like, okay, go back to why I started doing this. Cause I love doing it. I love telling mm-hmm. stories, right? We all, we're all storytellers. That's why I think we all got into this because we want to continue doing that. So, you know, we're telling stories while we're talking to each other, you know what I mean? And we're trying to create work. And then again, if we just continue doing it together and keep talking about it. And again, every time we get frustrated, say, okay, this is a trigger that we want to be working more. Okay. Hey, Sophia, what you got? I got this. Hey, Lou, check out this person. You know, they got a movie coming up. They need a director. You know, it's like those little steps every week, every month that I really feel like will continue to snowball. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Angie, thank you for stopping by. You were on the live yesterday. Angie. Thank you for your live. Wonderful to hear everybody. Alexandra, go ahead and take that link and join live. We need to add more people to it. Latinos mm-hmm. in film and entertainment. Um, you know, one other thing that I think that needs to happen, and um, Alexandra says, it's really important for Network to understand how it works with Latino, Latina viewership. Yeah, absolutely. We're there. We're watching. We're going to the movies. We're consuming. We're just not represented. Um I wanted to bring up an example of somebody like Ava DuVernay, who, you know, who gets a show made and he specifically sets out to, to have, you know, African-American directors direct every episode. You have something like Res- um, Reservoir, um, excuse me, the uh, the Hulu show. What is it? Reservoir. Um, I don't want to get the name wrong with the about the indigenous the, the oh, reservation, okay. dog, reservation dogs. Right. The reservation and, dogs, they, so. and then yeah. they uh, they get. Uh, you know, native directors here. We need um, one of these uh, Latino celebrities that gets a show, that gets a, that gets a deal at HBO to demand that each of the episodes of a show that they're producing gets directed by 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 a, by a lesser known Latino director or Latina director. We need yeah. something. We need a little. We you know the gr- the ground up movement is going to happen and like Sophia said we're not we're not taking no for an answer we need to be advocates for ourselves right. we need to kick the door down but we also need a little help from above um some of the people that have made yeah. it to pull some of us up because we're here and we're already supporting each other if we yeah. can get a little help from above it's 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 a multifaceted thing i believe yeah Guillermo del Toro sorry <laughs> No, no. Like on the real, Angelique and I, we've had many, many discussions about this, how a lot of times, and I'm not calling out anyone in particular, but a lot of times people in in our industry that are prominent and, you know, could, I think, help open those doors more, don't always do it. And maybe I feel like a lot of times our community feels like, well, thank God I finally made it in because it's been such a struggle. But then it's like, well, let me secure my place and don't always think about, but there's so many others, right, that are going to come after you. Um, And I don't think like we've always done that for each other. You know what I mean? I don't think we do it enough. And Angelique and I said, listen, on whatever level you want to consider us, we're going to change that, at least with us. Like that's the culture we're going to change. Like when we get things, we're going to help employ, you know, our life members or people in our community that want to be working. It's the only way, right, to kind of make mm-hmm. that move. Um, and, yeah, and, you know, it is it is true. You know, we really do need the help, right? We do need more people 
that, um, you know, are in positions of power to really just say, hey, you know, we need to we need to hire more Latinos, uh, both in front and behind the camera. And if that doesn't happen, then we're just going to keep working till we get into that <laughs> that place of power and then be the ones to do it. Because, you know, like I said, we're not going anywhere. So yeah, we're right here. Yeah. Aquí estamos, mi gente. Yes. Life. Exactly. Uh, Guatemala has had a impulse, all things considered, with one of their actresses already working in Marvel. Yeah, all it Ooh, takes is, 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 is that from uh, America, from, um, from the Marvel? Write it in the Let's chat, see. Alexandra. Alexandra, write it in the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob, what do you, um, what, what do you consider your strength as a, uh, as a producer and as a director? Do you think is that you were an actor and you can kind of pull from those experiences or what do you think, what do you think you bring to the table as a, as a filmmaker? Um, I, I think coming from the acting side of things, I think helps a lot. Um, especially as a director working with actors, I feel like you really understand their process that, you know, you can't just tell an actor, I need you to cry midway through the seventh sentence of this monologue, you know, to be able to kind of talk to someone and understand that emotional journey that that character has to go on and and let an actor know that, Hey, I don't look at you as just like a chess piece. I'm moving across a board, I think helps a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I think as a producer, I think if you know how to produce, I think you do everything better. Just my personal opinion. I feel like producers are really the backbone of any production. Um, so one of the things I always encourage, especially every actor I know, I say learn how to produce because if you learn how to produce and you can produce well, you can always make a project and people always need good producers. I found my way, I found my way either sometimes starring in projects or directing projects or coming on to be a writer on a project where my entry point was first working as a producer on the project, just because I was able, you know, to lend other skill sets and because I was just motivated. Um, And yeah, I mean, really just my work ethic. Like I definitely have a strong work ethic that was definitely developed from my parents. You know, um, I don't come from money. My dad is a used car salesman. My mom is a recently retired teacher. You know, my mom worked two jobs to put me through school. So, you know, I never had like any hookups in the business or any family. So, you know, I started out as a production assistant and I PA'd for most of my career before I started working up to a coordinator and a producer, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, and I think that also helped shape uh, who I became, especially, you know, when I produce now and I'm working with a PA, I know how freaking hard that person's working. You know, and then like having, you know, basically, you know, stepped and walked in everyone's shoes practically in the entire crew, um, I think just lets people know, like, hey, I'm not like standing on top of this proverbial mountain dictating what needs to be done. I've been there. So I understand what I'm asking you, what it's required. And I wouldn't ask you to do it if I wouldn't do it, because guess what? I did do it. Absolutely. Do you do you do any work at Silver Cup? Close by? I have. I've done some work at Silver Cup. I actually, the last production job I did for the last TV show I was on was at Kaufman Studios, which is really cool because I've grown up in Astoria. So, like, literally, I'm like a 15 minute like walk from Kaufman. My, so. my friend Patty works in props there at, uh, at, the, at the studio. Um, and yeah. then, can, can, uh, what, let, let us know. I mean, the same question we asked Angelique, what, is, what does the Latinidad mean to you in terms of your background, you know, growing up in Astoria, growing up in Queens? Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, went to, I went to Newtown High School in, 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 in Queens, which was like one of the most culturally diverse schools in the whole world growing up with all over the place. No matter what part of Queens you are, you're going to be around Mexicans, Peruvians, Chileans. What was that like for you? 
Well, it's kind of funny. I feel like a lot of my experiences were very, very similar to Angelique, um, you know, in like my elementary school. I know particularly the second elementary school I went to, I was the only Hispanic person in my entire class. I believe I may have been maybe one of maybe two or three of a graduating class, if that. So, you know, that always, like Angelique had said, too, always kind of gave me this little bit of this feeling of being like an outsider, if you will. Um, but, you know, the, the real heritage I really got was always when being around my dad and my dad's family. So my dad grew up in the Bronx, Castle Hill. So, you know, from having barbecues and just like, you know, chilling with the fam, um, that was a big part of growing up. And then I feel like I've really started to really respect and honor more the culture and the heritage of seeing again how hard people are in this business that are working and that should be farther along or not that's why i've really started to raise my own voice more especially in the past couple of years and to say hey you know what i'm going to continue to work hard because any stride i might make you know that's great for the next latino director to see like hey here's another one of us working and then you know bleeding that um, into life um, and now seeing other people that have that same goal. Um, again, I, I say this ad nauseum, I really feel like together we're going to make a, a big change. So, you know, the, they said the revolution will be televised and, you know, we're all going to be here to see it. Hell yeah. Absolutely. I, I, uh, I went, uh, I guess not in Astoria, but in Sunnyside, my, 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 my first school in New York was IS-125 on, in Sunnyside. Right there oh, in cool. the in, in the middle in the middle of uh or right closer to the city, right, right by the seven train. So I mean Queens is a huge melting pot, you know, the Bronx is a huge yeah. melting pot. We're we're all over the place. So it's great to talk to somebody from New York, from Queens that's that's going through a struggle. I know that you guys have some yeah. meetups planned for New York yeah. and for LA. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that. Yeah, so we're planning our first in-person meetup, which is happening at the end of March. We're going to be working to lock in a date in the next week. And this is going to be the first um, in-person life meetup that's going to happen simultaneously at the same time on both coasts, which is, I think, really cool because it feels like as amazing as it is to connect and meet on Zoom and, and talk like this, to actually be able to like, see people in person yeah. – it's like, man, we manifested something because we're here. You know what I mean? It's like, I can see you. You're right in front of me. And then to see everybody together in that one room, I don't know. It feels like it's a rally almost, right? It's like, you know, hey, we could, again, we could have stayed home and complained or we're here now because we're going to work to help uplift each other. Um, and again, that's, I, I know I always say, and a lot of my friends are like, oh, dude, you're so positive. Sometimes you're too positive, but Again, you can live too much in the frustration and the anger, but if you say, okay, you know what? I know how I feel. I know I want to make that change. How do I make that couple of steps forward? Um, it's happening. And, you know, this first uh, in-person meetup, which again is going to take place in LA and New York, um, we're soon looking up to start the ATL meetups as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so before you know, it, it's going to be multiple states where it's all going to be happening at the same time. And we're all going to live stream with, you, with each other, which is going to be really cool. Um, yeah, I'm super pumped for it. That's awesome. That's going to be great for morale and team building. And I feel like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Let's go. Uh, that's it. All right. We've had the pleasure that's of talking it. with Angelique Rivera and now live with Rob Alicea from co-founders of Life Latinos in Film and Entertainment. Go to somoslife.org. Uh, join the community. You can see all the people there, directors, writers, producers,
Um, and if you have a little time, if you have an expertise, like I said, not a lot of people in my inner circle get to meet corporate Lou. You know, I like to keep him hitting away, uh, but I, he he does exist, and I'm trying to lend some of my talents in that area to help where I can behind the scenes. Uh, I want to be a proud and active participant in life in multiple yeah. ways. And <laughs> anything, as Rob already knows, anything that I can do in the in the time that I have to help the organization, I'm willing to put in the work. So even if it's not necessarily Anything you can do promotion-wise, any skills that you have, we're looking for lawyers to help with the with the nonprofit status. That's we're nice. looking for technical people to help Danny with the website and other things that are happening in the future. We're looking for community organizers to get the word out. And anybody else that wants to be a part of it to collaborate, join the monthly Zooms, stay in the loop, follow Danny and, and Rob, myself as well, uh, so that when something happens, you are aware. And, you know, uh, let's uh, let's 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 both talk about it and be about it. Mm -hmm. Knock the door down so we can so we can get it done. All right. One more random question for you, Rob. If you could if you got the chance to direct or recreate one IP. What would you which one would you do? Oh, man, that's a great question. Uh, I would say. John Carpenter's They Live, I think would be a really interesting piece of IP to look at, especially through today's lens. Um, I think that would be a really cool one. That's one of my favorite movies. Ah, I like it. I like it. Obey, obey, obey. Uh, Alexandra says she would like to be happy to be the life ambassador here in Honduras. Oh, very cool. Yes. We will gladly uh, take you up on that. Please. uh, It's info at somoslife.org again info at somoslife.org or you know dm our instagram as well um we'd love to chat with you and yeah if you go actually to the main page if you actually go to contact there we go all the way on the right yeah thank y'all yeah there you go that's our email address info at somoslife.org drop us an email we'll definitely um would love to chat yeah, Alexandra's a wonderful, wonderful filmmaker from Honduras. We had her on the show uh, a few weeks back, huh? Yeah. It's so that would be awesome. Look at us. All right, Rob. Well, I want to thank you very much for joining us. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rob. I didn't mean to cut you off. It's, no, no, you're good, man. No, I'm saying, look, that, see, that's what I mean. That's how it, that's how it happens. You yeah. know, literally just someone you know, putting it out to say, hey, I want to help. So let's just keep helping each other, guys. Absolutely, oh, yeah. Rob. So um, I will be talking with you. Uh, I know Sophia wants to get yeah. a little bit more involved as well. Definitely. Uh, Alexander says, uh, perfect, happy to help any way I can. She's also an animator. She also has some films and stuff like that. Make sure you join, yes. get in touch with that. Rob, thank you very much for joining us, man. Yes, thank, thank you for you. being here. Thank you guys for listening to me yammer on about no, please. Uh, You're always uh, welcome. All right, man. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have an amazing night. Yeah, let's fucking, let's fucking go match, right? Let's do it. Hell yes. Good night. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Thank you guys. Right. It is our time. Yes. Man, that's cool. I love when people just, you know, freaking commune and bond and knock doors down. I'm ready. I'm hyped. Could you tell? You're hype. Let's go to the LA meetup. Let's go. Carpool, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. Well, let's reset here. Okay. <laughs> serious, serious mouth. Goodbye. All right. You don't have to be. Uh... <laughs>
that can be our, our usual yeah our usual goofy selves now that we've gotten to serious it's a serious latino business we're talking about here today i know that was yeah yeah um alexander make sure you get in touch with them it, it was an honor to have them on um angelique awesome rob a lot of energy very awesome guy so i'm happy oh, to help amazing. out yeah absolutely um Hopefully you can make the next meeting or we can go to the live one. Vamos. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Uh, we didn't get a chance to do personal lose at the beginning of the stream. So anything anything happening for you personal wise that we should uh, I went to my first hockey game ever in history last this last week. Yeah. I'm, it turns out I'm into hockey now. Okay, so that, yeah, that's Cliff Notes. Turns out you're into hockey now. It's a cool sport, man. I'm getting into it, okay? I don't know why. I just like it so far. It's high up there. It's a fast-paced soccer, and I love soccer. On ice. And they fight. Please. What, um, what is, what is, I mean, hockey is actually something that's usually better in person than on TV. Because no, of the energy. TV, because of the energy. TV, though. Like... Because I watched my first game, um, peer pressured into it, but like, because my friend wanted to watch it because she really loves hockey, so I watched it. Um, but even on TV, I was like, "Whoa, look at them go!" It's so it's so fast. It's it's soccer, honestly. It's the same as soccer. There's a freaking goal. There's a puck instead of a ball, but it's just way faster. So whenever people say soccer is boring, I'm like, I get it. It's slow, but hockey mm -hmm. is not. So, and you know. play playoff hockey is really really good. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah, so I, that's yeah, that's pretty much it. Nothing else too interesting other than that. San Diego Latino Film Festival. You and I are prepping for that. I watched Diamond in the Rough. Loved it. Really? Yes. Okay. Jeanette Doy, the director, will be on the show sh uh, pretty soon, as well okay. as hopefully the lead actress. Cool. That would be awesome. I have questions. Yeah, and, and hopefully they'll be here. They'll be at, they'll be here in San Diego for the festival as well. I was going to say we should definitely go to the red carpet for that. Get some interviews. Yes, we will have our session soon so we can figure out what days we will be down there. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. For, I, I mean, I'm going to be there pretty much any movie that I programmed and any movie that I advocated for. I will be there. Uh, I also want you to go to with me as well. There's a movie that I advocated for called Años de Luz. I talked about it yesterday on the stream. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a movie. It's a drama from Uruguay. Uh, and the filmmaker, she is flying all the way from Uruguay to um, all the way yes. from Uruguay uh, to, for this for the streaming. Did you guys already talk about Let's that? host her. Did what you guys already talk? What is Eastside Sushi? No. What? Hold on. Google's it. Hold on. Eastside Sushi. We have not, movie? but I love that he just like Mr. CCDV just came on and was like, did I miss it? Did I miss it? <laughs> It must be something relevant to us because you yeah. assumed that we were going to talk about it. So, yeah, Años de Luz playing at the San Diego Latino Film Festival on March 9th to the 19th. If anybody wants to go, I'll put it up Isn't on the screen. But if anybody in L.A. or in San Diego wants to go to San Diego Latino Film Festival, it's happening March 9th to the 9th to the 19th. Um, San Diego, California, AMC Mission Valley. Use code MIGENTE SHOW, MIGENTE yes. SHOW. And you get 15% off. Uh, anything that falls under the Hay Que Reírse Comedy Showcase. Um, which is the comedy films that I suggested that are both short and uh, long um, will be 
anything that's on there, I can reírse. Uh, Los Mecánicos, which is the Puerto Rican film that I told Angelique mm -hmm. about. Los Pacientes Recurrentes, which is a movie from Mexico. Um, Diamond in the Rough, uh, which is uh, a movie from L.A. Um, and then Con Los Años Que Me Quedan, which is a movie from Spain that's actually uh, filmed in L.A. and Mexico, which is really, really oh. good. So there's a lot of really cool movies. And then on St. Patrick's Day, on Mar um, Friday, March 17th, yes, there is the short showcase, which is, uh, I think there's about seven or eight short films. <clears throat> Chico and Rico Animal Avengers is so good. Um, <laughs> there's a movie that's very similar to The Bike Thief that's called The uh, the, the Guitar Thief. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's, uh, and then Le Petite Mort Horror, uh, which I think you'll love. Privacy Comes First. There's a lot of really good oh. short films. Uh, so come down to San Diego. Or if you're already in San Diego, come check us out. We have to we meet up with the Uruguayan uh, person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Años de Luz. Let me see if I can find the movie real quick, Let's so I can uh, get, so see if I have the. She will she she be there? She it's a film. It's a female filmmaker or producer, and she's coming down. Let me just search. wonderful. Let's she should come to Sabor Latino. Hopefully, they're there. Can um, you tell what I'm the most excited for? <laughs> I'm just like, give me all the Latino food and the beer. Yes, honey, you excited too? Let me see if I remember how to type. Okay, so I just looked at Beside Sushi. It is a film from 2014. It says, against all odds, single Latina mom, yes, it says mom, Juana aspires to become a sushi chef while working in a Japanese restaurant. Director, Anthony Lucero. Hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's a movie from 2014. I have not seen it. Let me, let me see. Mr. CCTV, is that a movie we should watch? Right, this is a trailer for uh, Años de Luz. Okay. <clears throat> Can you hear that? No, I cannot. Mm. Okay, maybe it's not going to play. No, right, my set, my sound's a little red. But anyway, the it's right. uh, we're going to do a whole stream where we're going to play the trailers leading up to the festival. So mm -hmm. we'll figure that out. But all right, very cool. All right. Well, what ah. topic do we have for today, Lou? All right. Uh, no, no worries, uh, CCDV. Uh, we were talking with uh, Angelique Rivera and um, mm -hmm. Rob Abelicea from Life, which is an organization called Latinos in Film and Entertainment. But now let's get to the tabs. What's happening in the world? What did we miss since the last time you were here? Uh, do you have any news for us regarding um, your show or uh, coming out for love? What's the update there? I have an update. Uh, so it, 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 they just had issues with distribution, so they halted it. Um, it was supposed to premiere on Valentine's Day and they paused all of that. Uh, so we're waiting now to get more updates. But so far, it's still they, they're still editing. The ball is rolling. It's just kind of uh, halted for now. TBD, right. TBD. But I will update you. So 37. Uh, isn't it called Sushi La Mexicana in Spanish? It could be. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> I love that name, though. Sushi. You know what, though? I will say that my favorite sushi places in San Diego, the chefs are all, the sushi chefs are all Mexican. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Like, not unless surprised. it's not, I mean, not surprised. I mean, what is it? No, I went to NorCal. Oh, I guess that's personal news as well. I went to NorCal and we drove up to. Fuck. We called it Putalumia. It's called Petaluma. <laughs> we drove up to Petaluma and we went to this like really amazing, bougie, wonderful. Uh, it's, uh, and then we found out that the owners were Latino. So 
Nice. Shout out to them doing big things, owning Italian restaurants and sushi restaurants. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I, we do have a couple of anonymous way that came in this week. So we'll, we'll get to those in a second. Um, yeah. The biggest news, I guess, so far this week is not necessarily. Oh, you know what? One more personal thing news yeah. that we did have is yeah. let me show you guys the, the visual on this. Because I have a. I'm back. Oh, you got a car? I'm back into the world of the Ooh, driving. Guess who's driving to LA? You are. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if the hoopty's going to make it there, but I'll, I know I'm mine down. either. We're going to have to borrow a car. Listen, might, we might be better on. It'll, it'll get us to the train station so we can take the train up there. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did that. Thank you. Thank you. After not be, after, you know, I've been basically, for those that know me, I've pretty much been, can, can not for, not, not for a reason. I had a car, but. You know, for a while, I you know, taking care of my dad for the last seven years, I didn't really need one because I was at my house like 95% of the time. So I decided to get rid of our car. And then now that, you know, my life is different, I decided that I need to get back out there into the world. Yes. So I got a little hand-me-down Honda CRV. We're going to see if it passes smog. Love, yeah. We're gonna and we're gonna get after it and see and see what and see what happens here. The CRVs are a hatch, right? What does that mean? It's like Cuando hay, uh, como atrás, like, you know. Oh, it's, okay. it's like, it's, it's like, a, it's, I guess it's technically like a mini SUV. <laughs> oh, okay. I did not explain that. <laughs> you get it. A hatchback. You get it. A little mini SUV is what it is. Ms. Sophia, we love it. Okay, right, yes. I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Melo. Thank you for stopping hey, by. Melo was on the show yesterday. She missed you. We did our preview. I know. Thank you. How'd thank it go? You. Two doors and a hatchback. That's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually really good. We had um, the artist Inocente, who was the subject of the 2012. If you guys haven't catched that, catch the VOD um, on the YouTube. We had Inocente, which is the artist of, um, they did a tw the 2012 Oscar winner short form documentary. Mm -hmm. Was about her as a homeless artist in San Diego. And she is going to be at at the yeah. festival. They're going to do a ten year ten year anniversary, uh, ten year anniversary screening of her film of the film she was a subject of. So okay. we had an Oscar winner on the show, and you missed it because you went to a uh, hockey game. I did go to a hockey game. <laughs> it was uh, exciting for me. Damn! Now I'm less excited. How dare you? All right, let's check in on the let's let's check in on the caucasity. Oh. Jesus, let's do it. Oh no. Oh. Why does it slap no? Fried chicken. All right. Anyway, 12 million views on that. Uh, oh my goodness. I don't know how to feel. That's and, and, and my favorite tweet was, uh, what do you call this girl? And my first, the first one was Maga the Stallion. <laughs> Maga the Stallion. Oh my God. Yes. That is so beautiful. Maga the Stallion. I, no, there's no way anyone beat that. That's fucking amazing. I guess the, the question is uh, smash or pass, Sylvia? Ah, uh, pass. Big pass. <laughs> big pass. Big pass. Oh, big pass, big pass. Maga the Stallion. Listen, why did that low key slap a little <laughs> when I got real country? 
I was like, yeah, I, Sam Hunt. I would drive a big old Silverado while wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah, absolutely. Cowboy hat. Yeah. Um, I guess the main what, what's the what's the main what's the, what, what do you think the main story this year this week was? I mean, it's kind of been like a slow sort of. Uh, they're still fighting. Um, I was gonna say I don't know if we're going political. The whole you know derailment of that you know and then the gas bill. Um, they're still they're trying to the your your thing your prediction about the student loans got um, is going to the Supreme Court, right? Is it? I did not see the update. So going to the Supreme Court. Yeah, they're gonna start. Fuck, it's gonna get shut down though. They're they're so angry at people getting money. I know. And then, you know what else? Oh, up in Florida, just, you know, cushion a little more. What happened? Um, they've been, uh, DeSantis decided to put restrictions on universities so that they are not allowed to teach anything that has to do with racial, uh, critical race theory. Um, and what that means on paper is just like literally anything that is educational, you cannot educate people on. Adam University, where you are supposed to be educated. Yeah, no, I, I the there's a lot of that happening. Uh, yeah, books are being edited to me. Yeah, books are being edited. Like there's a picture of people like libraries in Florida not even taking a chance and taking all the books down from the shelves. Yeah. Well, Mr. CCTV, on that one, that one is more on the like you know, the the extreme left, because I don't like that either. The fact that they are kind of woke uh, editing books um, just because they're outdated. Like, no, leave leave it as is. And then, you know, if anything, it's a it's a testament to its time. But I don't think yeah. that we should. How do you how, do, how does everybody feel about, like, for example, the old like Song of the South cartoons on Disney? Because the, the question was like in terms of Disney, because a lot of the early Disney stuff was super racist, you know, yeah. or like super characteristics uh, for African-Americans and people of color and stuff yeah. like that. And I guess the, the option is you edit it all out. You take out all the racist stuff from the uh, from the from the books or from even like the uh, the Dr. Zeus books and stuff um, that have some sort of, you know, racist connotations or characterizations. Or you present them with like a trigger warning and an explanation that this is sort of reminiscent of the time. Where do you where do you fall on that? I think it's up to the author. Honestly, I think that if the author is dead you maintain their pro their projects how they were and then you just put a trigger warning whatever hey man this talks about racial issues this is whatever right it's a little offensive i guess i don't see the i don't see the problem with the trigger warning honestly that's fine um not that i'm saying they should but i'm just saying i don't see a problem with it but i think if the author is alive it, it, it at the end of the day it it's it's their profits that are being um that are being, uh, you know, that are at stake. So I think that if they so choose to change some wording, go for it. Just do it. You know, I, I think that's totally fine. But I, I don't know why I feel like it should be their choice. Um, I well, don't know. What do you think? I mean, if you, talk, if you, you know, let, let's say you talk something like, like, um, like Tom Sawyer or, or something like that, where they mm -hmm. have some very, you know, graphic language or things like that. I feel like... You know, reading that didn't make me either woke or racist, right? When I was growing up and read that book. And I think that as long as you, as long as it has context, mm -hmm. 
I think context and perspective is the most important thing. And yeah. if, if, you, if you read only one book and that book is racist or that book has some racist connotations or imagery, I think it makes it, it you could make a case that something like that could affect somebody. But as long as you can read multiple books and you have some sort of context into the time that it was written, you know, there's also a lot of movies and things that, that we necessarily can't really promote as much as you did anymore. Right. Like there's films that there's films that I grew up liking that for various reasons, whether because they, you know, the language or stuff like Mm -hmm. that, or the characterizations or the themes are kind of hard to, to, to view. Yeah. You, you watch it and you're like, no, not age well. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like I bought my niece a book the other day. Well, I didn't buy it, but I was buying her books. And so I, there was this book, Torditas para Mamá. And I was like, how sweet. Let me, let me buy it. You know, cause she wants to learn Spanish, you know, all that stuff. I opened it literally like three of the poems are about Spain, like hitting your kids. (laughs) And they're sweet little poems and they're songs, but they're about like fucking slapping your child. And I was like, oh my God. Because you know, you know, the olden times, you know, Latinos used to do that shit. So, but I didn't buy it, you know. Listen, but, I I wrote a line in Slapworthy where they were talking about uh, how the you never go full lesbian, remember? And uh, and then the the line that she said was like, "What she says, like she slapped the fuck out of her." Remember? Oh and yeah. She was talking about the grandma when she saw it when when the girl. So even the stuff that we create sometimes a few years later, a thought process uh, could, could go change. Uh, Mr. CC centrist, right. I have a pink girlfriend yet. I nice. the author should never be defiled. Uh, See, that's that's kind of where I stand as well. Cause I feel like they're doing it for profit. Not going to lie. I feel like if they're doing it to dead authors, it's because the companies want to profit and they know that people like me open the book, read it and not buy it. Right. Yeah, we shouldn't. I don't, I don't think we should poems. be afraid of. I don't. We think we should be afraid because it, it, it's really just context. An, an author yeah. in the 1920s and the 1870s and the 1950s with the misogyny and the stuff like that, all of it is a product of its time. The stuff that mm-hmm. the movies that we've made over the last 10 years, 10, 15 years from now, like, I mean, is somebody going to watch Slapworthy and be like, oh my god, or somebody going to watch, you know, a joke that we made or or a podcast that we recorded and a take that we had? So it, it's really, I don't, I don't like to use the slippery slope thing, but it, it does become sort of weird, like. Yeah, but to to bring it back to how this started to begin with this whole conversation, I mean, in one side they're doing little augmentations here and there to make it woke. On the other one, they're fucking book burning so that these things don't exist. That's fucking more offensive. You're just destroying all educational books. Like, ah, that's offensive. That's that's like some dark ages shit. Like, mm -mm. I just think that all information, whether, yes, it's racist and terrible or whether it's very educational and positive, whatever, it should just all exist. And people who read it should be mature enough to know the context of it. And we can all be happy, but no, Ron DeSantis wants to destroy education. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the funny part about that is how they phrase it, where they make because they're trying to they're, they're trying to all these places are, and I have a couple of other stories similar to that. All these places are, are are writing these laws, and they're very much scripted to say like we can't have anything education that's going to like 
negatively impact how we feel about our country or they, I don't know. It's just very weird how they're trying to, yeah. they say that they say that we're nothing that we're the cancel culture yet. Yet they're like, exactly. And that's what gets me. I'm like, right now we just ranted for like what, 10 minutes about like, Oh, they're changing some sentences here and there. But other people that are against against cancel culture are literally canceling a bunch of books for just existing because they're afraid of its content, honestly, and they don't want people to read it. It's fucking offensive. It's stupid. And we're entering the dark ages. Well, at least Florida is. So am it's, I right? It, it feels like this is a fight that was like settled. Yeah. Like, I don't know where this is coming from. I'm like, no, we should not be destroying any books. What? what? Like. Look, We've already lived this in history a million times. Look, the, the right oh. is the devil, and, but the left is cucks. And they know how to fight and they know how to get shit done at the local level. They know what laws, what positions of power they have to hold so that no matter who's in the majority, they are able to get what the fuck they want or have influence. Right. You know, like they yeah. they they knew, uh, you know, the, the, the Donald was a piece of shit, but they're like, he's going to vote for the Supreme Court people. So let's fucking get him in there. Uh, he's never yeah. read a fuck. You could put a could put a gun to Donald Trump's head. He would never be able to recite three words from a Bible that were in a row. But they they were happy to fucking put their support. You got Obama and Biden who are like Catholics, and they're like, no, no, they're the devil. The guy who's never been to church once in his life. That's the guy we want. Uh, well, you were uh, mm -hmm. active in uh, was a. Uh, I took some classes from Maryland mm -hmm. University. I was banned from the chat because I disagreed with my fellow students. Yeah. I think we need to have the discourse. Let's have the conversation. Yeah, but that exactly. So that that's my thing. I'm like, the discourse needs to happen. I'm not saying that is not okay to ban people when you're trying to have a civil conversation. So that was not okay. Sorry, you had to go through that. And then I, you know, on that note, banning books is sort of like that. You're just deleting things. You're you're banning a conversation to even be had. Look, I'm not trying to tell anybody how to spend their time, but. If you were to follow this link that says the 13th annual influential Latinos in Medio nomination period now being open and you decide to promote like your favorite podcasters or streamers for that. Nice. And if there was a link in the chat to do that, I wouldn't stop you. No, I wouldn't, not... I wouldn't stop you because Imagen.org is having their 13th annual influential Latinos in Media nomination right. period and it's open now. And it's not just about us. Maybe you're an influential Latino. Let us know. We'll <laughs> listen. That's the self plug. Sorry. Self -plug. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of shit happening in the world. Let's do it. Yeah. Palette. Let me get a little palate cleanser. Here. We haven't even started tabs or anything. <laughs> or no numbers. These are tabs. These are all the tabs. These are all the tabs. All right. Let's see this. Okay, right. Cool. Um, so somebody mentioned that their dog like Rory Henry Cavill from the The Witcher, and this is what happened. Okay. If I always so she gave her a single photo and then some people oh. from the unit sent her some stuff. Oh. And then they sent her a Funko. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then more. Oh my God. Rory is so happy. They're gonna get they're gonna get him a bed. They're gonna this is ridiculous. I love it. Oh, Little dog's got his Henry Cable shrine. Rory's in love. <laughs> I love the internet sometimes. I love it. There's yeah, there's there's the good part. Yeah. <laughs> so pure. Oh my gosh. Rory. Her little dress. 
Rory the Frenchie loves Henry Cavill. That's a good. That's a. That's a. That's the happiest dog ever. Yeah, My absolutely. Dog liked anything like that. I would definitely support it. Uh, all right, here you go. Here's a question for the ladies. I'm a lady. All right, all right. Archaeologists find the first Roman <gasps> dildo. No way. It's good? exciting and intriguing. All right, so. I don't know. This could be like a small baseball bat. It could be. Yeah. I was going to say it doesn't have to be a dildo. Uh, I mean, uh. it's it's from 1062. Um, I have to confess, part of me thinks it's kind of self-evident that this is a penis. We know ancient Romans and Greeks used sexual implements. This object from uh, Vindolanda could be an example of one. The Caligula SX accessory was discovered in 1992 during an excavation uh, at the Roman fort of Vindolandia. In mm-hmm. North Northumberland, um, Northumberland. It's a six-inch long cylindrical object. As <laughs> learning, uh, average. Um, my <laughs> my my question here is splinters. That's okay. That's what I'm going to say because I'm like it's a Roman object, and honestly, they exactly the so Mr. CCTV on Pompeii, they would have like glass objects out of rocks, like they would make it out of something that wouldn't get stuck in there, you know silver like uh, like metals yeah like, there's been dildos made out of other stuff i don't know i don't know that this is this is like a, a poor they man's dildo this, yeah this is a poor man <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah you have to graduate from the wood dildo to the uh, to the yeah. silver or gold maybe the, maybe the documentary we watched was about the upper class and how they were having orgies with glass dildos but i mean in a pinch right <laughs> in a pinch you know Oh my god! Just use your hand. I don't know what to tell you. Like a cave woman. Like a cave woman. Um, um, all right. Today's. Uh, let's keep it light here for a second. Okay. This is. Uh, don't freak out, anybody. Uh, KFC is removing wings and popcorn chicken from menus nationwide. Whoa! Whoa! What else is there? No offense. I mean, their popcorn chicken is just little pieces of chicken and breading, right? I mean. I mean, yeah, but like. They're they're known for chicken. So why are you taking any chicken away? Yeah, getting expensive. What's happening? I think they just want to make it easier. I feel like a lot of places are sort of simplifying their menus or taking stuff away. Like they're being a lot of cutthroat. This is remember we're late stage capitalism. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's going to get to the point where restaurants make one thing. I don't mind as long as my groceries don't go up, but. Oh, you know, already, I'm in this, I know they already have. I'm just, just stop. Just don't continue. All right. Let's, let's talk more late. Let's late stage capitalism. Oh, great. My favorite topic. All right. This is one of those uh, horrible stories that gets uh, played as a positive. A 72 year old Domino's delivery woman fell while dropping off a pizza. Are you okay? I fell. Are you okay? Are you hurt? So a 70 year old uh, Domino's delivery later falls, hurts herself while delivering a pizza. Why is she working at seven? Exactly. Ding, 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 ding. We've got a winner. But let's 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 see if we can phrase this as a positive. Oh my god! So they work in the medical field. They were healthy, but they knew they could do more for her. Encouraging people to leave a tip. Soon they raised over two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That allowed Barbara to retire. Now Barbara plans to take a cruise and travel to Europe. All right, so this is one of those. This kid was denied uh, insurance, so the community got together, or the mm-hmm. Mr. Beast thing, where they're, you know, he's like, I'm going to help a thousand people see by paying for their eye surgery. 
etc. Yeah, exactly, Alexandra. Um, she should be resting and enjoying her senior years. If you have, listen, man. If we, if we have our seniors working, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that's more common in Latino community and stuff like that. But if you have to, if, if our seniors have to work at seventy one, look, maybe if you're like seventy one and you were like a gambler or, or you got out of jail or something, you might have to get oh, yeah. a job. But can we just keep that at like Walmart greeter and yeah. not? Having to fucking rush all around town, get out in and out of the car delivering. This is a blue collar job. Like it's physical. It's a it's a physical labor. Like we failed our seniors. We we needed to. We failed as a society of if if seventy year olds have to go deliver pizzas and then we have to crowdsource their retirement. That yeah, that's sad. That is like the Mr. Beast situation. And honestly, as time goes by, we're just going to be talking about more economic policy because our priorities are not aligned in this country and the primaries are coming up. And I have been watching a lot of politics and I'm riled up. I'll tell you. And yes, we should all have we have we should have socialized medicine and paid for retirements and everything. Okay, we are the richest country in the world. This is ridiculous. Let's get Uncle Bernie in there. Can we get Uncle? Bernie? Can we get <gasps> yeah. two years of Uncle Bernie? He'll fix everything. I'm I'm moving. Listen, this Euro trip that I'm taking, I'm gonna marry somebody in Slovenia, and I'm staying there. I'm staying my ass in Slovenia, okay? Because their economy is thriving. All right. Uh, just doing a shout out for a friend here. Uh, if anybody wants to buy some quirky stuff on Etsy. Oh, quirky. Go to the homegirl Shannon Anton Designs. Um, she does uh, charm bracelets, uh, other stuff on Etsy. Um, Cute. I, I'm doing, a, I have a, a random set of tabs of people's businesses that I like to promote, as you guys all know. Mm-hmm. And uh, today we're going to just give her a shout out. Shannon Anton Designs. Uh, if you do have any Etsy needs, follow her. Buy a little trinket. Yeah. Help them out. All right. Uh, let's see. All right. Let's go. More caucasity. This uh, this is a Karen getting mad because um, they had Spanish music, Spanish TV show on at a pizzeria. Oh, what? Oh, what happened to the sound, Lou? Sound went out as soon as you muted. Hello. You hear that now? Yeah. And my Thousands and thousands of Mexican and Latino soldiers fought for the U.S. in uh, World War II and in the Revolutionary War as well. It's also not England. Yeah, we speak English. Right now, and they love me. And you're gonna do this kind of shit. I'm gonna spend it the longer. Give me my money back right now. I want my money back. Okay, you understand? You're too young. Any kind of respect. 
Can no, she just take her pizza and leave? No, she doesn't want the pizza anymore because they had Spanish on the TV. Oh. He's like, he's running, he's running, he's running a, he's running a business. Lady, it's also not a piece of business. You don't get to choose. Because you're a racist. You're a racist. You're a victim. You're a racist. I'm not a victim. You're a victim. Well, I mean, currently. No, you're a racist. You're a racist. You're a victim. You're a racist. No, I'm not racist. I'm not over here trying to get my money back because you're shopping at a pizza shop. No one cares. You're the racist. I can do this with my phone too. Where was this? Do we know? I can do the same thing. Show everybody that you're racist. You're the race. I'm going to film you right now. She might have had a couple of pops. She might have had a couple of pops. This is her first Karen. I've been here. I've been a hot bro. Everybody remembers their first Karen. So you're going to share with everybody that you're racist? No. You're racist, honey. You're racist. Very racist. I won't. That's not an argument. You're just regurgitating. I hate when people lose sight of it, like whatever argument it is that they were making and they just sit there repeating. Like I I, I lose it because, okay, if you want to have a conversation about, hey, this is America and you should play, stand by your argument, say something logical. Don't just sit there yelling, saying nonsensical shit and wasting everyone's time. Ugh. Uh, spent yes, 10 years in the memory. I bet she didn't. Yeah. Do, how do you feel about people that are like address me by my husband's title or my wife's title or something like that? Like, uh, you know, like, 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 I understand you might be able to join the, uh, you might join the, uh, what is it? The, the, the insurance places that only mm -hmm. cater to veterans, but come on. I, but also listen, like what does, what makes you an American at the end of the day? It's just having the fucking paper. That is it. I'm sorry. But like, I love our troops, but if you served or you didn't serve, that doesn't make you more or less American. Yeah, it just really, yeah. it just doesn't. Okay. Like, I'm glad that you served, but I also, I'm not going to applaud well, she didn't you. Serve. She, said her, she said her great. No, I know. But what I'm saying is like, even if she did, it doesn't matter. Like you're not more American than the next person. No yeah. one is. I served, I did my jury duty. <laughs> well, people fucking yeah. don't do, am I going to go yelling at people? No, it doesn't matter. As long as Jeez. you have the paper, you don't even have to speak the fucking language. English. It's not an official language. <laughs> and she, and I love, you're right, Mr. CCDV. She has 4,000 fires. Can I, can, I'll get racist. <laughs> no, but, but literally she's like, oh, you know what? I'm so right. I'm going to share this with my 4,000 yeah. flower. I'm going to share this with my 4,000. That's how confident I am in my stupidity. That's how proud I am of my ignorance. There's this, there's and, a lot of people uh, that are so, there's this, this, there's this niche where people are so proud to be ignorant. Like they're proud to, they're proud of ignorance. Like, like the other thing that, 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 that I love that happens so much right now, uh, this is a little side topic, but like, like it's It's snowed in California or it's snowed in Arizona. And then right away, the hot takes are like, Oh, I, I guess. I guess global uh, warming. What, what about global warming? Warming, li lip tarts? I guess uh, I guess global warming is not a thing. Oh my god! <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, uh. look. At some point, people thought that it was a, it's it's climate change. It's not global warning. They mm -hmm. called it the wrong thing. Are you gonna hang on that for the? 
Are you going to build your entire personality on that forever well, and ever? Yes, they are, Lou, because they can't take the time to actually sit down and read any of the science papers that are a little too hard for them I'm gonna to burn understand. Coal. I'm going to use the, I'm going to waste gas. Now, I'm going to leave my gas stove on. Listen, because- it's ignorance is bliss only for the ignorant. Everyone else has to fucking deal with them. And like, I just finished reading a book. This is why I'm very fucking currently angry about climate change. I just finished reading the book called On Fire by Naomi Klein. It is so good and so detailed and it accumulates so much research um, and it is a hard read. I was not happy reading that. It was it's thick and it's fucking difficult. OK, I'm only reading that right now because I have the time, but it's fucking hard. And that's the shit that they don't want to do. They just they just want to sit there and yap and yap and yap and be like, they have no, no whenever you try to have an actual conversation with someone and get to an objective truth. I can be very patient, but I cannot have a conversation with someone when they are acting in bad faith and they just want to regurgitate whatever is their point is going to be no matter what. And they you can't change their mind. There was this debate by uh, with Bill Nye. And um, I'm forgetting, but he he was a so the whole point was one was uh, believes in the other one doesn't. Um, The debate happened. It was hours, hours of debating. You're eye rolling because you're just like, oh, my God, here's Bill Nye saying information that matters. And then here's this other guy being like, but no, I don't I don't believe that. Ha ha. Mm -hmm. And then so you get to, to the end of like two hours of this debate. Right. And at the end, they have one more question to be asked. They ask the they ask Bill Knight, "Are you willing to uh, Are you willing to change your mind about evolution if you were to um, find proof against your point?" And he says, "Yes, of course, right? Who fucking would it?" Um, and then they ask the the other guy that's anti evolution, and he's like, "No, you can't change my mind, no matter what." And I'm like, "So we just wasted two hours." Because there's no way you're gonna change your mind. You're so fucking dead set in your dumb ideology. Why? Why? even why even fucking partake at this point it's so hard to get these people out of their fucking i don't know they they need help i don't know and i try to be patient it's just hard to have a conversation with someone that doesn't try to get to the objective truth at the end of the day and that's what this bitch is doing she's just like no you're a racist no you're a racist i know you are but what am i she's a child look we've <sighs> talked about we've talked about having um We've had a few people on that that sort of are center right or Kirk Cameron. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, great one. Yeah, yeah. What was the video of Kirk Cameron was, d- describing? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was uh, okay. describing um, how he could prove that there's no such thing as evolution because of the, the banana. Was that the thing where was he was talking about? Is, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, we've talked about, like you've asked me before, would you debate somebody right wing or would you have somebody on the show that was like, you know, more like, conservative or whatever to debate and stuff like that and in 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 theory i would but i just don't feel that a lot of their arguments or debates are in good faith i feel like like i said they they are Mm -hmm. there is this cultural difference where they're and and look it goes both ways because from the rights perspective or from a center conservatist perspective we and me and you are much further left than normal what they call liberals right but like yeah. the 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 basic liberals, um, the blue hairs or whatever you want to call them, they are also very proud of their knowledge. They mm-hmm. can be smug. They can yeah. definitely be smug because they feel that in the fact that they do research stuff and they do sort of look for other stuff. Um, if they do feel that 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 they, they feel they feel a little elitist. So it is true that from a perspective from the other side. 
they look like like they're smug assholes that that think they're right. They think they're smarter than anybody. And that is sort of a, a theme for people that act that way on the left. And then on the other side, it's it's being proud of their ignorance and making that their personality. Proud that they don't yeah. care about science. Proud that they're like, oh, gas is bad. Well, it's good. Uh, it's the it's the it's the contrarian point of view, right? Yeah, and both yeah, are yeah, guilty. Yeah. On the left, you can be so woke to the point where you don't even want to hear you're a white smug. person. You're smug. You're like, I you're don't. Even, what would you know about my experience? Like that, you don't even let them have an opinion. Hear them out a little. You know, it has to be. It has to be an open platform to debate, or we will get nowhere. And there will be two sides. And it's so polarized. No, it was. Uh, I just. I just looked it up. It was Ken Ham. Ken Ham is the guy that was. Ray Comfort is also. Um, crazy though he's he's great <laughs> but um that that was you know i was joking he's terrible he's absolutely all shit right. of a human all right i found i found but anyway this. oh no it keeps going go home and feed your children you're i'm not amy's this is in pennsylvania by the way Look, white fragility is frailty is so funny. You see all these videos of these people that are like, and some of them are fucking scary. Where it's Karen with a black guy, and they start calling the police and start saying, start screaming and crying, crying, hyperventilating, like like, hyperventilating. Like, man, that shit is just fucking frustrating as hell. It's it's just like, how did we get to the? How did we get so damn polarized? Yeah, her kids are like happy because she can't cook. Nice. They're like pizza. The kids are like pizza from the Mexican place. Go, mom. Try not to be a fucking Karen ass bitch on your way over there. At that point, like, what are you gonna do? Just are you done? Are you done? We call security. Like, how how long does it take them to get a fucking credit card or shit? Hey, you got one part right. Uh, Like she got so crazy. Fifty minutes just hanging around, being hanging around. Don't you have anything else to do? Uh, there we go finally it's just they're so empowered you know and i don't like to talk like well you know i mean we do talk shit about trump but like it it, that's one thing that really he just empowered these people like before there were racism there were racist people that existed but before trump i feel like they were a lot more quiet and more uh civil instead of just ranting and raving at pizza places like Ah, keep your racism to yourself, lady. <laughs> we don't all have to fucking put up with it. Come on. Out of the most trivial things to fucking look, I walk into restaurants. Sometimes they're playing basketball games. Sometimes they're playing yeah. the news. I walk into places and they have Fox Fox News on. I don't go into a fucking tirade or if mm. you know they have. Listen, interesting enough, I there was an offer. There was a thing on online and um, through a company called Sticker Mule. And it was uh, get 10 custom um, die cut stickers for $1. Oh. So, of course, I jump on it and I got these stickers uh, die cut Ooh. tile Ooh. like this. Nice. Right? Um, for a buck. Then I found out that the company, uh, then, I, then, I, then I followed them on Twitter and they were posting some stuff and people were immediately, it's like, 
because they're like, hey, uh, somebody posted that um, somebody took advantage of our one dollar offer and ordered hundreds of times and they started posting about it. <gasps> and then the responses were like, serves you right for being a mega company. And uh, yeah, I, I expect nothing less from a shitty ass company. So I guess something happened where Sticker Mule got called out as being like a mega company. Oh, wow. but. <laughs> I didn't know shit about it, so I ordered some stickers for a dollar. Like, I don't care, right? You're funding them. Right, no, for, you know, which, so, but then it was just interesting. It's like, if I don't know your politics, and if I don't know, then, like, you know what I mean? Like, Chick-fil-A, like, I don't want to yeah. know, you know what I'm saying? If How the how the chicken is made. I don't know. You got the Polynesian, you had me at the Polynesian sauce, but yeah. now you had to go get all anti-gay and start, you know, <laughs> promoting anti-gay things in other countries um and yeah manga is japanese i think isn't manga japanese uh, comic books or japanese uh uh manga with an n yeah manga is yeah. japanese yeah yeah um but yeah like so i don't is need to pill? know your politics you know you had me a polynesian sauce and and stuff like this yeah. like if i walk in and i see you have spanish tv I know I'm about to get a, if they're playing Telemundo, they're playing, you know, whatever. I know I'm going to have some bomb ass food. Now, mm -hmm. if I walk into a restaurant and they have some, you know, all right, here's a question for the chat. All right. You walk into a restaurant, they have a TV playing in the background, mm -hmm. right? What is the worst possible thing they could have on the TV that would make you think you're having a shitty ass food? Because if I walk into a taco shop and I got Newsmax, I know I'm getting some stale ass ground beef tacos or something like that, but what would you know? What would you think? Yeah. What would you think, Sophia? If they walk, walk into a restaurant and I there's mean, a big ass TV, what would you not want to see? Not want to see? Oof. Like, for example, at the taco um, shop, at the taco shop that I go to down the street, I know what I do. Pizzas, want they have a TV, yeah. and I know, Locker. I know that girl. I know the girl there because I go there all the time, and she's always watching mm -hmm. something on Netflix. And I was like, oh, what are you watching? And blah blah. blah. But mm -hmm. some places you go in and they have the news. Some places they'll have sports on. Fox News is a good answer. Um, mm -hmm. Like if I saw what would what would be the worst thing? Like you know what I would ben Shapiro. To, I don't know. <laughs> I would say had, I would say if they had Real Housewives. Yeah, Kardashians. Like, like the yeah. oh my god! If you walked into like a Chinese restaurant and they were like blasting the Kardashians on the screen, how confident would you be in your chicken? Well, if they have subtitles, I would respect that. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I think Fox News is a good one. Just, but but Definitely. if I walk into a restaurant and they have some Mexican stuff on, boom, this is ethnic. This is yeah. good. Yeah, some soccer on. Hell yeah, I trust it. Anyway, uh, Tizzy Entertainment is the guy that always breaks down all these uh, all these videos. That's what he kind of does. Uh, he calls out all these people that that post videos and uh, thing. This was rage bait. This was something that was fake, like tipping oh, your yeah. landlord. That's fake. That's fake. That's fake. okay. Cool. Yeah, tipping yeah. your landlord's not a thing. Um, but, but you can also, uh, so Tizzy, if you want to get into watch nonstop videos, this guy, all he does is, is find videos like that, post them. He's the guy that when there's a video out, he'll go in there, he'll post it. And then all his followers, like within an hour or two, they'll find where the person works. They'll find oh that. Yeah. They're that, that's, that's the cancel police right there. Damn. Like that. He, 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 when they, when they get on you, when Twitter gets on you, look, I heard something about Twitter. That's incredibly true. Yeah. Every day on Twitter, there's a main villain, and your entire goal is to not be that person. You know, don't be the villain on Twitter for that day. So far, I think we're good, but you know, I mean, you know, hey, <laughs> let's enter know. the third hour and we'll see. How we listen, listen, oh, I'm gonna I'm, my misogyny will will get me canceled at some point. It's always in the third hour. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, so there's this. Um, 
Okay, so this is, let's see if we have any other. Okay, we're almost done here. All okay. right, this is an interesting one. Um, so there's a woman who killed um, a pregnant woman. She was in an Uber with some friends, and she invited a friend to come out with them. Right. All of a sudden, they're driving back home. They get into an argument. The woman oh, kicks her. She puts out a gun, and she shoots her. <gasps> Whoa. Right? Um and she got locked up. She got locked up. She's in jail. She is. They made a motion on the behalf of her fetus. What the fuck? <laughs> because saying that the fetus shouldn't be behind bars. So this is the opposite of the, you know, uh, if it has a heartbeat, it's a it's a human being yeah, and yeah. It has rights. Right. Right. So this uh-huh. is kind of like this is using that law to their advantage or they're attempting to. Yeah. So what they're basically saying, since the fetus is a person. Right. The state has placed the unborn child in an inherently dangerous environment by placing the unborn child in close proximity to violent criminal offenders. Nope. So they think that she should get released nope. because she's carrying a person. Absolutely not. Nope. Nope. How many pregnant people in jail? Like there are so many pregnant women in jail. All right. They haven't thought about this. Doesn't doesn't matter. You would doesn't matter. Uh, there has been pregnant females in jail right. and they still are there doing their time. And what happens is they get released to deliver the baby and then that's it. They get taken to the hospital. They release yeah. the baby. They get two hours with the baby and then they get and then back, boom, back to jail. It's yeah. Horrible. So I'm like, horrible. I don't see why this. What? No. <laughs> no, I'm saying not. I'm saying that. Yeah. But it, it's horrible how they treat pregnant women in jail, though. It's, oh, yeah. That's, no, that's not. That's not. That's that's not. That's right. a different. Yeah. I'm that's just saying different. like what makes you saying, feel I know you're I know I know the point you're making is like how now that rhetoric of the child, the fetus is a living thing is now this is another step to that. Look, it's basically an extension of the can I drive in the carpool lane when I'm pregnant? Yeah, exactly. Because, oh, my God, I would love that. I'll get pregnant to drive in the carpool lane. Or do the dogs <laughs> I'm pregnant. Sorry. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, wait, I'm starting to like this. Hold on. Hold on. I'm starting to like this privilege. Uh <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. From our previous thing, yeah. Blame Banda. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. If I'm hearing, yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. If I'm hearing some good music coming out of the kitchen, the that's kitchen. Another, yeah, that's the kitchen plus. always has Banda playing. Hell yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So that's interesting. All right. So another right wing idiot that's making the rounds, and then we're we're almost done here. Is yeah. this guy Ethan Schmidt, um, who's going around? He's the guy that went to like uh, gay pride and like was like lightly knocking over stuff, right? Very offended by by this book right here. This is anti-white racism. Anti-white <gasps> racism. Sir. I don't appreciate Whoa. that. And this right here is black supremacy. Uh, Where is it? Yeah, I'm black history. That's black supremacy. We got another one, black history. Where's the white history? Where's the white history? I mean, at this point, you just go like this and you go mm-hmm. everywhere else. Yeah. Everywhere else in the store, the white history is uh, yeah. All, Every, all everything that's not right here, that's 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 your stuff. Yeah, I am black history. Where's the white? Where's the white section? Is there, you know? Every, everywhere. Oh, yes. He's like, uh, what do I say? Everywhere else. That's a big store too. What do we call male Karens? Do you have a white history? Uh, are they chads? No. No. Oh, look at that guy. We need, you know, we need a, you know, white lives matter too, you know. 
I mean, obviously, this guy's just doing it for for the clout, and I doubt yeah. that he's doing this like in any predominantly black neighborhoods or Barnes and Nobles, right? Yeah. This is obviously you know, a guy that's what, trying fragility. to. Get. I fucking love that. You know what? Um, you know what really pisses me off though is like the fact that these people feel so validated, like they they truly feel like activists, right? Kind of yeah. like our guests that we had today, they're actually doing something pretty cool for a community, right? And they're, you know, mm. using their voices. But that's how these guys feel. They feel validated and like, I'm doing something awesome right now for my community. And this is, and I just wish that that energy would be allocated. This guy's like, not today. I'm not going to deal with you. Yeah, not today. I wish, I wish that, um, that energy was allocated into something helpful. Like, you know, you, sir, you could benefit from free health care. You know, that's a that's a non-racial issue. Let's just you could benefit. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um uh, so much energy misplaced. And like if somebody was watching today and be like, What about what what about what's in film and entertainment? I'd be like, Yeah, that's 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 uh mm-hmm. that's that's the entire history of cinema and the theater. That's yeah. that's 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 your history. I know there was another mm-hmm. video of him um there's another video of him. I don't know if it's here. I'll look it up. But they just feel like they're doing so, like, they're changing the world, you know? That's what irks me. I'm just like, you're you're just spreading hate. I don't know. At the end of the day, it's not that difficult, all right? Being prejudiced is just, and I don't like people that are mean, and we should all be kind to each other. And, yeah, these people suck. They fucking suck. This is, oh, is they this fucking suck. Ah, uh, no. What's up? I was like, no, more sucky people. Oh, it's because I can, I can hear, I can see the, from the bottom screen what's coming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm trying yeah. to find. There was oh, a I'm video of him. There's a video of him at. Um, there's a video. Okay, let's watch actually the the Tizzy video because he does okay. a good breakdown sometimes. Ethan lives in Arizona. The gay is dating and hookup apps and a flag burning, and also hates. Ethan lives in Arizona. The gay is dating and hookup apps. No, I don't think this is the right in one. Arizona. And they see right. gay hookup apps. I like how he says that. Five for kids. What do you guys think about five for kids? Is that is that cool? Trans trans kids too. They got trans kids too. Wow. Look at this. Pedophilia. What? <laughs> oh my <I'm> a- god! <laughs> it's pedophilia. Um, sir, sir. All right, that's a whole different thing, man. Yeah, I'm just not gonna get into it. I'm just. Yeah, maybe they're just yeah. pendejos. Yeah, no, that's. I think he's got a big. Yep. Look. That's. I. I see that guy with that mustache Ooh. coming. Right away, yeah, I'm like, this guy's a look, look at his shirt, too, and his, like, Merc. I'm like, bro, what are you dressing your kids oh, with? I guarantee you this guy never read 1984. Definitely not. Or one million, $1 million. Dollars, uh, yeah. Uh, I'd like to know if this guy has ever been in the Los Angeles, right? I've only been in two. Yeah. Um, I, I would bet my left nut that this guy didn't read 1984. Or even <laughs> those who wrote it. No. Or, or uh, anything else. Like they just know what to they just know what to regurgitate. Yeah. Um, exactly. <laughs> this person says, uh, Ethan Schmidt is a person so obsessed with gay sex. What are the chances that his browser history is full of gay porn? 
Yeah. Very high. Oh, this is the one. This is the one. This is the one. This is the one where you was pretending to be tough. This is the one where you was pretending to be tough. Oh, no. This one is hilarious. Look at that. He's got his little I'm a tough guy walk. In an empty in an empty target. Okay. With the with with the fake punch. Oh my god. So this is what, tar- this is like a 24 hour target at like four in the morning or something. You know what's so funny is like um you're kicking rainbows. <laughs> like at the end of the day, this is big dude just kicking rainbows. <laughs> in an empty target. <laughs> Bro, you look go do so this at long. go do this at the target in Hillcrest in Los Angeles somewhere oh, in New York. My dude, my dude. Look that look that walk isn't cool when uh the the boxer guy does it. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the, the the Irish guy walk, right? That homophobic so, people are gay. I said it. 90 99% of the time that's the case. Why do you care so much? Why do you care so much? All right, all right. Please. Uh let's see. Okay, do I have anything else? No, okay, I have one other story here. Yeah, right. Let's go. They're pendejos. Agreed. They're pendejos. Yeah, absolutely pendejos. All right. So one more thing about late stage capitalism. So Oh my gosh. Yes. So there's a self-defense class for landlords. Oh. After suing ten eviction protections, an LA property owners association prefers for the day tenants attack back. So instead of like doing something normal with that money, like maybe lowering rent, doing some repairs, helping out their tenants during the tough time. Mm -hmm. Because obviously in California and other places over since COVID has been happening, there's been, you know, eviction protections. I know a lot of people that haven't paid their light bill and stuff like that because, you know, it's been a lot of stuff happening. um, And so there's added protections from the government fail safes. You can't evict somebody during a time of a pandemic you can't turn somebody's lights off. It would be inhumane, especially if that person has been affected by the pandemic, by work or what have you. Whether you think yeah. the pandemic is real or not, it's happening. Jobs shut down. The world shut down. Yeah. So instead of doing that, what they're doing is they're doing self-defense classes, classes for when the inevitable rise of the tenants happens. Um, if you Google tenant landlord murder, you'll see uh, the former traffic cop pushes uh, her tortoise, blah, blah, blah. Freedom is everybody's business. Uh, there's so many cases of tenant murder. Um, so Landlord basically, murder. so basically, this is a self-defense class for when the end of the eviction moratorium ends, and they're going to have to go kick some of these people out. Um, um, they're basically teaching them self-defense. So, how do we feel about this? I mean, it's stupid. It's stupid. Uh, but can't they just send a letter? Why are they? So, <laughs> do they have to go physically, um, like face Sophia. to face? What? Hello? Sophia. Did I freeze? Hello? No, you, froze, you froze for a second. I think we, we knocked back, though. Go ahead. Oh, oh okay. 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 Um, 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 yeah. What was I saying? Uh, it's stupid. And um, can't they just send a letter? Don't they just get a notice? What? They don't have to physically show up, Right? <laughs> right? I don't understand. Yeah. This is stupid. This is stupid. They're misplacing money, like you said. I don't know. You you talk. I am exhausted. No, I. Uh, mm. 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 
Can we have health care? Can we just have health care? <laughs> can we just can have health Can we just have health care and not to have to worry about yeah. if something happens that we're going to have to live on the streets? The rent's too damn high. We can't get We don't have pregnancy leave. Our rights are being taken away. Education's going away. What else is happening? Climate yeah. change is going to kill us all. It's snowing in LA. I don't know. And the funniest part is that we're all stuck together on a rock hurling through space. <laughs> That's his, his existential... Uh, My transition. I always yeah. have to make the transition. The funniest part wow, about that wow. is we're all stuck together on this rock, held together by magic. Yes. Moving through an infinite space, surrounded yes. by other universes. <laughs> and we're all but a small pebble on the biggest beach you've ever seen. And yet we're choosing to fight against each other for <laughs> stupid shit. Instead of spending all day fucking creating art. strange people are And rumors. eating the fruit that's on the ground. Oh my gosh. Listen, a perfect timing, right? Right on the dot. Hour two, baby. We get existential here. <laughs> We're off the rails. We're off the rails. <laughs> Look. And we did the thing the other day, which was like, uh, what is it? 50,000 years from now, like, like we're gonna be gone from oh, this yeah, yeah. anyway. It's all it's all we're all fucked. It, nobody's getting out alive. Just have fun, you guys. Make some art, sex, take care of each art, other, love each other, be kind. Don't be kind. don't go destroying targets. Just don't don't get mad. Live at, and let live. Don't get mad at fake rainbows. Yeah. <laughs> get mad at fake rainbows. <laughs> oh man. All oh, right. Or do we have some no nameless words? I think we have two. And I here. put the chat in here. All right. Give me a second here. Give me a second here. Uh, let's look it up. Let's look it up. Now it's time for. Well, let me see how many we have. Oh, okay. Cool. This is the uh, part where we go to No Name's Ways. Thank you guys for staying on, by the way. I love I love how active the comment section is and the viewership. This is awesome. Love you guys. We have some good, good combos here. So, yeah, in case anybody wants to submit while we read these questions, here is the Nonamis Way link, as I'll put it below. Yes. Uh, yeah, feel free to submit as we're answering. Okay, I still have the ones in from last week, so let me let me make sure that I have the right ones here. All right, here we go. All Looks right. like we have a couple of new ones at least. This is... It depends on how long winded we go, but like we don't have to do all of them, right? Now it's time for No Namas Way. No Namas Way. No Namas. No, no, I said there's seven, but five of them looked like they were the ones from last week. Gotcha. gotcha. So I think we have two new ones that I'm seeing so far. Cool. Because some, listen, they're just so good. We start talking for hours. Just saying. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you are on death row. Mm-hmm. What is your final meal? By 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 deep thoughts. Oh, Sophia, you get wrongly convicted of murder. Likely to happen. No, I did it. I did it. It can happen. It probably, it probably did. I did it. Uh, you're scheduled for execution. What is your final meal? Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Mm-hmm. Can you go for Do you have one ready? I've thought about this at times before. I can go first if you like. Go for it. Yeah, go for it. Mm, chat, if you have your final meal, let us know. Um, do I get to cook it myself? No, you're in prison. They're going to bring it to you. But it could be anything. 
right? Within, well, you can, we can see it as everything, but they do like, there's certain things that they're not going to like, you like, if you're like, I want like fondue, they're not going to bring you like a, a, a flame and a hot, yeah. you know, cheese pot, right? But let's, let's be dreamers. Let's be dreamers. What is right? your meal? Yeah, final last- meal, final yes. meal, one yes. last meal. To save the world. Not maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start at my drink choices. I want an ice cold Coca-Cola in a glass bottle. Mm-hmm. A liter. Mm-hmm. And I want a big glass of fresh squeezed orange juice. Okay. Because those like are that. my two favorite drinks in the world. Mm. So I, I think I would love to have at least some of that with my meal. It's fresh squeezed orange juice, Coca-Cola. After that. Like, man, uh, I would say burrito, but burrito feels like it doesn't feel like 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 a last meal. Like I eat I eat so many burritos that I wouldn't like. Yeah, I wouldn't be like, oh, I want to have one more burrito. Right? Dude, the Argentinian food that we had last week. Yeah. Oh, so, so good. Finally so noteworthy. Good. So good. Yeah. You know what? I would have. A bandeja paisa, which is the Colombian traditional plate. I've, I always post pictures of it when I go to Antojitos. We need to go there one day. Let's go. Yeah. Um, so I would have the I would have a bandeja paisa, which is the beans and rice with the chicharron and the avocado. So and then ch- double chicharron, like I get at, and then but instead of the the thing is like the bandeja paisa comes with either ground beef or like a really flat steak. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is I would have the bandeja, and they used to do this for me at a Colombian restaurant in New York that was that was owned by a Uruguayan guy that married a Colombian lady, mm-hmm. and they would do like the bandeja paisa Louis style, which is they would do the Colombian bandeja paisa, but then they would do a thick ass Uruguayan steak, mm-hmm. like a ribeye or like a like a ribeye. So I would have the the mm-hmm. bandeja paisa, but instead of the flat the flat uh, carne asada steak, I would have a big ass ribeye with it. Um, and then for dessert, (laughs) some churros, some fresh churros Mm -hmm. from like right across the border by Caliente and one of those like real cheap churro carts. I I, I love those types of churros with the, with the powdered sugar. Yeah. You gotta have some sweet at the end. And maybe a flan with dulce leche and, um, and, uh. You know, and a nice blunt afterwards, I guess, right? But yeah. I don't, let me smoke. There you go. I don't think so. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. Dude, that's I'm hungry now. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought about mine. It it's not going to be entertaining. It's very fucking specific. Bolognese. Bolognese. Yeah, spaghetti bolognese. That's not a bad choice. I make a good bolognese. He said bolognese. It's pronounced. <laughs> I don't know. It's the. No, be... Oh, it's so good. It's going to be very specific because it's just, oh man, it's so specific. Okay. So uh, at my restaurant, we do catering and we uh, we do different uh, TJ tacos. And we have um, the pollo, the asada, y the adobada. For some reason, the adobada meat tastes different when you we cater with it because it like sits in like the, it just, it sits in the shaper. So it's like, I don't know if it's a vapor or what, but it just tastes so fucking good. That with a very specific salsa from the restaurant, some avocado and lime. Mm, mm. I would eat five of those to go, please. Um, and then recently I've been on a Mediterranean food kick. So it'd be Mediterranean food. The yellow rice with the steak. Um, 
and then whatever that sauce is. Uh, and I it need the, some Italian as well. So maybe like ravioli. You know, Ooh, a nice spinach yeah. ravioli. A nice, a, yeah, it, uh, yeah, yeah just a little something. Some Italian garlic there. bread. Give me some garlic bread too. Fuck yeah! Oh my god, yeah. So a little Mediterranean, Mexican, and Italian. Boom, mix that up, and then um, don't judge me, but I just got back from NorCal. I discovered that they have A and Ws over there, and I became obsessed with root beer floats. <laughs> so I would chug a big ass root beer float. More root beer than uh, than uh, ice cream, and uh, yeah, to drink I would also get a una o Coca Cola or Dr Pepper, bien fría, on a glass cup, uh, and beer, lots of beer. Oh, so much beer! Much oh my beer. god! Yeah, and then something with salsa, like chips, Lay's con chile limón. You're gonna fill up on chips for your final meal? Con chile limón. It's just one of those things where I have to go out at least a little taster. I'm just I'm thinking tapas. I'm thinking a little bit of everything okay, that I just mentioned. I got you. you know, I got you. I got little you. tapas. I got, I got you. you. Got the spicy. You got the yes. Yeah, just everything. You know. And then for dessert, I mean, I guess it was the it was root beer flan. Nice. But I'll take I'll take a flan as well. Why not? I think they're gonna. I don't think you're gonna <laughs> smuggle smuggle your mom into Pelican Bay to cook you milanesa, Melody. I'm sorry. She'll do it and she can send it over. No, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Uh, Alexander, Alexander says I would go with meat lasagna and surf and turf, ice cold Coca Cola, fudgy brownie. Can we just say how many of us chose a black soda? Coca Cola. I haven't, I haven't had a Coca Cola in like nine months, so yeah, that's true. Me too. No, like I, yeah, I guess we do withdraw from it. So actually, I have, and then I've tried it since then, and it hasn't tasted the same. Maybe you know. No, I, I um, when I'm hungover, I need them. I don't know why. It's the sugar. And, I don't know. And you is. know what? Like throw in like a bacon, egg and cheese sausage, mm. like like McMuffin or something in there. I've never oh, had right. a bad I've never had a bad McMuffin in my life. So nice. Yeah. You know. I think those were solid. They were fucking good. We went all, you know, yeah. covered all the bases, baby. All right. Thank you, Deep Thoughts, for submitting that question. All right. Yeah. Uh okay, this next question and our we don't have any others here. It comes to us from Hopeless romantic or hopelessly dumb? All right. Mm. All right. Uh, I got ghosted by a girl 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm so sorry. Uh, it shook me up real bad for years. We were together for only six months, but I was deeply in love. I randomly saw her at an art opening a week ago, and she tried to say hello like nothing happened. I forgave her in my mind a long time ago, but she wants to start talking again, and I don't trust myself not to fall for her again. Any advice? Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Well, if you forgave her, if there's one more, if there's one thing worse than getting ghosted once is getting ghosted twice, twice by the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, if you forgave her, listen, I've been ghosted twice by the same person. So, <laughs> okay, this is coming from me. <laughs> so. But the reason, okay, if you forgave her truthfully and you and she is coming to you, just make sure that you're very clear in how you feel and what you want. Establish that before you start. Because if she also wants to, if she says she's changed and she's showing you she's changed and she wants something with you and you you do love her after all these years, why not? I'm a hopeless romantic. Give it a go. But I don't know if you have any reservation that she might ghost again and you know you can't handle that twice, 
then dip out. Just end it. Cut it before it starts. You have to talk to yourself and realize, do you, are you going to have regrets? Yes or no? I tried it this, I, yeah, I tried it the second time because I knew if I didn't, I would have regrets. And now I'm very happy. Because, you know, it's fucking closure. It's easy. Got my answers. But yeah. I can't say that that's how it's going to work out for you. You might be hurting and, tra- and traumatized. I don't know. Uh, ignore that text series. Yeah, please. everyone's like, ignore it. No, I'm, am I a hopeless romantic? Everyone's like, block her, kill her. Listen, I'm a firm believer in when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, not that I've paid attention to that. No, uh, I was like, you have not lived not, that not, 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 not that I've paid attention to it. I believe it. It's like, you know, say, you know, no creo en brujos, pero que hay, sí que hay. Um, but, um, yeah, no, listen, once bitten, twice shy, right? Is that the phrase? Um, yeah. <laughs> one in the what and two in the what? That's a different one. Um, <laughs> look, you're, you, best case scenario you 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 gain a friend i don't know i don't i think i think if you're thinking of i think if you're not trusting yourself to fall back in love then you weren't really all the way over it Mm -hmm. and i think that if you told yourself you forgave her because you have to sort of move on in your life and like look look this is similar to something that happened to me i got ghosted by somebody before even ghosting was a thing and I've often thought about what would I do if I saw them, right? Or if you saw them again. So it's kind of strange for you to be like, you know, I'm afraid I might fall for her again. Mm. Right? Because I think that if she left you mm-hmm. and she never talked to you again and then you saw her and then she tries to act like nothing's wrong and say, hey, it's been 10 years. Mm-hmm. I actually had a girlfriend that was a horrible 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 girlfriend and she and we she was messaging me randomly on instagram and she's like hey whatever happened with us what and i was like you, you were ghosted a- bitch what you mean no, no, no. this was a different chick but i was like oh, you were a, okay. you were a fucking sociopath you were you had borderline personality disorder i hate when that happens I, I became your therapist it took me a year to get you to break up with me because you were insane i literally had to pass you on to another guy so i could get you out of my life that's what mm-hmm. happened not what, like what oh my happened? god i miss you what happened what's what going happened? on with you're so good why are people like this like you ruined my life how dare you um if you have any of those feelings don't do it cut it off but you know but i don't know why my romantic side is like it's been 10 years if she changed if she possibly loves you back do it but realistically no cut it off it's always easier yeah 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 you know if you're strong enough to save yourself the agony then, then save yourself the agony. Like, keep mm-hmm. just, you know, if she's trying to contact you, keep the conversation short. Don't engage. The only way this will work out is if, because look, if you engage with her like you're forgiving her and you go back to whatever your pattern was, mm-hmm. um, and if you were with her for six months and she ghosted you, you were probably like aggressively romantic, maybe. You were probably like somebody that was into the relationship a lot more than the other person was. And once you fall back into that pattern, she will once again view the relationship in the same way as it was before. Right. So she will have all the control on you because she's left you and broken your heart once. 
and you and you have not given her any consequences for that. Yes. You have started the relationship again in the same place that it was in terms of power dynamic. So she has all the power over you. If she fucking if she doesn't text you for a day and a half, it's gonna freak you the fuck out. Mm-hmm. It's gonna give you mad PTSD. PTSD. If she mm-hmm. if she, if you text her or if she doesn't show shows up late, if you're waiting for her at a restaurant and she as soon as she, you're gonna be soup, it's gonna stress you the fuck out. The juice is not worth the squeeze. So the only way, like if you're absolutely like she was yeah. what is the only way what what would she have to do to deserve this man he would have to be short with his answers polite friendly but not desperate and she would have to be the one that was asking all the questions driving the conversation and he would need to get and she and at some point he'd be like yeah look i forgave you a long time ago because i needed to do that for but my own mental you. health yeah. but you seem to be wanting us to get together so i need to know where your frame of mind was at that point how is it different now? Yeah. And before I decide to do that. And I like that. And and if you are short and curt and 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 when it starts to get a little weird, you bring that up, then you have a chance of evening the power dynamic. I like that. I like the I like the you don't make the first move, you let her come to you. Um and I I like I like I'm gonna overemphasize um talking about it. So like, you know. What Lou said verbatim was really good. Um, clip that. Yeah, clip that. Say that. Yeah, send it. Send this to her. <laughs> and then um, asterisk on that as well is like be be totally transparent. Like I don't trust you. You ghosted me, bro. Like so, if you want this to go somewhere, like convince me. Like what? Why? You know? Yeah. Don't say that in those words. But she does need to, you know, work a little hard. Don't just give it to her. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like she goes to do, she hurt you, or and give it to her you deserve angrily. better. Yeah, not angry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you deserve better and protect your little corazoncito, okay? Yeah. Plus, you're also assuming that she wants to get back with you. So, like, that would be embarrassing if you're like, look, yeah, what I if you get back together? And she's like, no, I ghosted you for a reason. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ghosted you for a reason, you fucking lame uh, Yeah. Uh, Mr. CCDV, that's probably why you feel like that. You've been divorced for seven years. You tried to get back with me. I've just done for a long time. It only started new series. Yeah. No, if you if you've been the, the answers to this is gonna be different. And Sophia's a hopeless romantic. Yeah. I was a so hopeless romantic for a but long time. But also divorce and marriage. Like I feel like once you make that choice, it's cemented, right? Like that, you know, my situations have all been short-lived. So couldn't even fathom being in a long-term marriage and then divorce. That's different. I would not give them the time of day, I don't think. Yes. Mm. And and now you know. Yes. And knowing <laughs> is half the battle. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Like I see you. That's it. Those were the questions. Ah, uh, yeah. Ah, that flew yes. by. Yeah. Ah. Well, All do, right. you, do you have any questions, Sophia? I do not. No. I don't need any current advice, I don't think. I do, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll privately talk. All right, everybody. That is going to be it for us tonight. Yes. Uh, make sure. Thank you. Yeah. Big thank you to Rob Alisea and Angelique Rivera. You can find them at uh, Somos Life, S-O-M-O-S-L-I-F-E, mm-hmm. somoslife.org. Um, I put the link in the comment section in the chat as well for um, anybody that's in the entertainment industry. Um, 
get in there for Latinos as well as allies. Let's get after it. Mr. CCDV. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, man. Anytime. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, and Alessandra, thank you. Good night. Thank you for stopping by. Yeah, thank you, Melody. For thank you, everybody. Around. Thank you for everybody that tuned in, said what's up. We love y'all. We love y'all. Um, that is all. We're going to be streaming at random times over the last month. So definitely, yeah. Make sure you're following and got notifications on so you can get notified when we do go live. All right. As always, right. we'll try better next time. Don't take anything too seriously. For Hasta Sofia Carr, later, mi gente. Peace out. Vamos, papá, hay que irnos. Me estoy aguantando desde que pusieron el domo. Puedes despegar. Muchas personas trabajaron en esta película y solo quieren que se aprendan sus nombres de memoria. Y yo quiero asegurarme de que ningún animal resultó lesionado durante las imágenes de esta película. ¡Listo! ¡Uy, palomitas en el suelo! Cuatro años de escuela de cinematografía.